So this is the first episode for this podcast, which will be called I Don't Exist, Only the Task. The podcast is going to be called The Task, and it's about how the task is the only thing that matters when you're doing something. You don't matter. You don't even exist. The only thing that matters is the task that is being carried out. Who's carrying out the task? Who knows? Who cares? As long as the, as long as the task gets carried out, gets done, that's all that matters. So from here on, we will focus only on the task. And that's the name of this podcast. So today, welcome everybody. Welcome to the task. From here on, I don't matter. I don't exist. You don't matter. You don't exist. Only what you want to be carried out. Only what is to be carried out. Only what will be done and what is being done. So today, I want to welcome you to this thing, this task that we're doing here, where we carry out this idea and we exemplify it in many ways by interviewing people, by putting it on display for a lot of people to see, and by just showing the magnitude of the power that it can bring to many people and in their lives so that they can get the things done that they want by stepping out of the picture and just letting the task be done. And with that, listen closely today. That is the task for you today, to listen closely and just pay attention here to the task because it's the only thing that matters. You don't matter. I don't matter. You don't exist. I don't exist. Only the message and what is to be done, what we are going to do, what we are going to share, and what will be carried out from here. All that matters is that we pay close attention to the words, and from here, we will do great things together. So, thank you for listening to this first introduction of the task. I don't exist, you don't exist, only the task that needs to be done. That is the theme of this podcast. Like, the podcast is the only thing that matters here the message, and the actions that are to be done. Everything else is nil. From here on, I will be doing episodes with different people, sharing messages, sharing ideas. And when we do, always remember that the idea is the only thing that matters. And then what is done after the idea is absorbed, not you, not me, and not the guest. And with that, thank you for listening to this wonderful message that was communicated through me, but not by me. I appreciate 
the audience. I appreciate the attention. You have a wonderful day. Remember, to have a wonderful day, just carry out the task of the day being wonderful. That's all that needs to happen. You don't need to worry about it. You just carry out the task of a wonderful day. Later. Right. As a wolf. Yeah. Oh, okay. So as yeah. a wolf, what you have to do. This is the podcast, actually... by the way. Okay, okay, okay. As a wolf, what you got to do. This is the I Don't Exist podcast. <laughs> podcast, right? So as a wolf, what you have to do is you have to, like, you stay on your toes. Like you were just saying, Tony Roberts says you have to, to get um, disturbed. uncomfortable, disturbed, right? Yeah. So being disturbed is consistently staying out of your comfort zone. If you're a wolf, um, you don't know where your pack is going to sleep. I mean, you may have a den, you may not, depending on the weather. So it could be rainy, it could be snowing. Like, you don't know how that shit is going to work out. You don't know if there'll be um, a rival wolf pack anywhere in your area, how big they are. As a male wolf, you don't know. As an alpha wolf, you don't know if... Uh, some other wolf is rising through the pack who's going to try to take your spot and if he does are you going to be a lone wolf like yeah. you have to think about all of that shit all of the time yeah it keeps you sharp as a shepherd you have that slow process that you can go through you know um when the weather will be yeah. um nice based on the seasons you can kind of like you know prepare yourself for the weather like it, it's, it's so much easier you become comfortable like, like you know, you can get fat as a shepherd, but it's hard as fuck getting fat right. as a wolf. But you say strong as a now, wolf. Now, go, go from there to like what you said. Like, you gotta think about who you want around you and like what they think. Well, I mean, a strong wolf pack is going to be for the most part all like like, like the, the majority wolves who are alpha level. Yeah. So you want to be the king of alphas. Most people think they want to. You want you want to have alpha, beta gamma omega like that nah fuck that shit yeah right like in order to have omega um in order to have a, a successful wolf pack yeah or a, a successful team around you yes. you want all strong motherfuckers you want all smart motherfuckers like you want the best of the best yeah and and that's a an issue people have is is thinking in terms of uh mediocrity or right. um uh dominance and what right? about the chess part that you were talking about you're playing I mean, like, checkers yeah, like, like, instead of chess. So, so most people play move by move, right? So when when when, when a purpose on when a person is unpurposeful, they like purpose, right? Like yeah. what happens is is it's like okay, well, it's unpurposeful a word. I don't know. It should be if it's yeah. not. So it doesn't matter. Case, yeah, I mean the meaning now, is all that matters. Right? So whatever yeah. the case, if you have interactions and the way interactions go is move by move it's because you haven't thought of what you actually want out of that interaction and if right. you have thought of it without considering who you're playing with wow. then it doesn't really mean anything because you don't know if that person will actually give you the desired outcome right when you start thinking of people in places and things more along the line of well how does this serve me yes then it changes the way you deal with people because you look at people and after dealing with certain personalities so many times again and again but what about the people that say that that's selfish and that doesn't make you a nice person so fuck them those people don't have yeah. shit self like, and I mean, like, self and like, serving and like and, and, and who's i mean who, what, what, they call what, you narcissistic narcissistic like creature isn't self-serving right right like how many how many um you know how many uh buffalo 
um, happily jumped over cliffs, you know, to to save the, their brothers at the the end of the herd, right. who you know had no idea that was you know who had no idea the cliff was coming. They're like, let's save like the ten of us so they can keep the herd going, kind of. And stuff. No, fuck that shit. Yeah, right. That's stupidity. Yeah, like like you know the 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 buffalo. So we're all we're all self serving, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, every creature, every intelligent creature is self serving. But how human. but how do we how do we how do we uh, combine self serving with like with like self with like giving to others as well so that we can create the life that we want well i mean you can't you can't be successful in life unless you're um a healthy amount of selfish and right. selfless and selfless because too. You, you have to have a perspective of service who like you can't get anything without giving i mean that's like basic spirituality yeah right like what most people do is they try to get more than they take i always right. give more um, give more always pay for so, right Right. Um, like uh, I can't remember his name. Um, I can remember his face, but the CEO of um, of Apple yeah. said this thing. He said, "Like, um, let me see how. Like, I, I want to know every day how I can delight my customers. Like, how can yes. we make these people feel like they are getting the best service possible? We're creating right. um, all of these products and things to make their lives better. When you think of your interactions that way, yeah, it puts you in a position where." Um, you you are and uh, this one woman uh, Maya Lang I love her um, she said this to me like you are always in a customer service experience yeah everybody you're talking to okay now wait, wait a minute so before uh, so back to when we were talking about like uh, like you said my friend might have thought that I wanted him to come over here and give me a jump that was based on tonality and, and based on thinking, tonality thinking about how yes. a friend would think right? right you said like oh yeah my car won't start and as a friend who has a car yes you know, you know, and I'm like one of the only people you know in the area, and you're in DC because people kind of assholes. Yeah. Um, I would think like, oh, now I'm gonna have to go all the way out and give this guy a jump, or mm. at least it would come to mind. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, oh, and then again, when and then like, how hey, are you with someone? Right. That was also like, oh, so it's like, am I gonna have to host you and some dude I don't know? Right. Right. So. Right. And then and then how does that relate to chess and checkers? I mean, it's just thinking about how we thought about it. Oh, you were recording this still? I was. Oh, okay. I was, uh, but but I get the the alarm came in, so and, and they it shut it off. off. All right. Yeah. So so um, I know what I want and I get it, and then you say what I like you, about that. You think that about is. having uh, like you you think design, right? So yeah. I, I believe one of the biggest issues we have in our um, society is this this over romanticism of all the things, right? So everything we look at is like, oh, you go with flow, and you go with this, you go with that. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. You want to stay open to serendipity, but you mm. don't want to live in serendipitous experiences. Like, right. one from the next. Like, that's stupid. See, I live in serendipitous experiences. That's from stupid. one to the next. Right? Like, <laughs> well, I don't mean to be that dude, but yo, that's yeah. fucking stupid, right? Yeah. Because what you're doing is, is you're, you're, you're leaving your life to chance. Yeah. And if you think about, like, being goal-oriented, you can't be goal-oriented without developing the steps to get there. Right. Like, uh, Alex has this thing, right? Um... um the difference between um like like okay so uh goals are the difference between like a dream and a wish right right right, right? right. so if, if you wish for some shits then it's like oh this could happen maybe right if you like want some shit you set out to make it happen right and you know living in a serendipitous like with that being the way of handling all of the things there is absolutely no responsibility that has to be taken right but you know, what you about you have to develop any any um, personality traits, any habits, you don't have to question yourself in order to get from point A to point B. Right. You just deserve it. But what about this though? Because I know that when I've set goals, and then and then so I, I set goals and I write my goals down, right? Mm -hmm. 
but then sometimes I don't like uh, I think about other shit and I and I go there's different routes to like your goal right so sometimes like I'll acquire the goal I wanted and I didn't even think about it because I set a goal it was like an intention mm-hmm. and I, I just see. right and I, I internalized the intention and went yeah and right. then it somehow like this led to this that led to that that led to this and I didn't even plan it and uh, I just winded yes, up getting did. it right you did plan it but but see this this is the mistake people make. But I wasn't right? thinking I wasn't thinking about it. Yes, you were. While I was doing it, you planned it in your mind and you let it it, 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 it. it was the guiding thoughts, all the things that you do. Right? But I wasn't making the connection yes, with the thing. So no, no, like, no. Like but, in, but in my what, mind, what you, you saw the reticular, yeah. active, the reticular activating system. What you did is you planned right. to see that turn that on, right? Yeah. So you saw the route. This is my calendar for the week. Right. Starting yesterday, um, I had. Um, what is it? So I had to start legs yesterday. So I have to hit legs. Legs are the most important muscle group because mm-hmm. you actually, um, for men after 30, you yeah. lose 50% of their testosterone, testosterone the same way women lose their estrogen the or estrogen. their eggs, right? Whoa. So what you have to do in order to sustain that is hit legs relatively heavy because they're the biggest muscles and they have the highest concentration of hormones in the body. So it's yeah. called TOT, so, testosterone optimization. So if training. I have like like the calf, right? Yeah. Cause it's a nice calf right there, you know what I mean? Dude, I'm not, yeah. I'm I'm good. Good. <laughs> right, what the fuck? <laughs> so, you see my nigga just whipped his calf out? <laughs> <laughs> he's not even Just whipped it out. He just whipped the whole like, fucking calf yeah, out. Yeah, he's, uh, he's locked in. Um, so like, so what does this mean, right? Right here. Does it mean I got a lot of- Put your leg away. <laughs> what the fuck? Go ahead. It's quality entertainment right there. So, so, but does that mean that I, like I'm 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 building a lot of testosterone now? Yeah. No. Or what does this mean? It means you have like your calf. I mean, what the fuck? Like you just no. But my dad, my dad also has like like fat calves. No, having fat calves and having muscular calves two totally different things. Is that muscular? Unless you, or unless fat? you no, you have a muscular calf. But look at your quadricep. Look at your hamstring. Right. Right. Quadricep? Yeah, dude, but you have, you have... Quad. No, you have the legs. The legs. Of uh, an underachieving um, <laughs> ballerina, right? Okay. That's not an accomplishment. It's not. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait. What is so, name? so how do I fix this? <laughs> Squats? What the fuck is that? Hold on, wait, let me show you something real quick. Underachieving ballerina. <laughs> what is her name? Um, I can't think right now. I'm an underachieving ballerina. Wow. Calves, right? Right. Like her bicep femoris is defined. Look at her bicep muscle. This is what I mean. Like most dudes don't. Right. You friend zone. She friend zone him because she didn't know how dope he was. Wow. It's crazy. Yo, man. What is this? Kanye was talking about the other day. He was saying in a podcast, he said that. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, th- there was a song that I was listening to. He says, he says that I couldn't be what I was. Like, I couldn't be what they were. Like, what makes me dope is, is being 
different than everybody else. Like, what, what makes Kanye dope? What makes Kanye dope is people follow what he does. Mm. Like, you're dope when people emulate you. Right. Motherfuckers start doing what you do, you're dope. Right. And like, most people, and that's, that's, that's a blue ocean strategy, right? Right. So, opposed to um, doing the same shit everybody else is doing, do something different. And right. then when you have people start following you, when you create this trend, then right. that's when you make, like, uh, like, like Kanye has this thing where he says, like, um, black culture is culture. Because black culture is counterculture. Mm. So, you see, um, would uh, what black people do, being that like um, popular culture, high society is primarily white. If you're doing what black people do, you're saying um, I'm different than what everybody else is, and even if everyone else is doing it, right? Right, and, and then it's this idea of like um, integration and being culturally aware, and being cool, and being hip, and so on and so forth. Yeah, right. So that's the followers mentality. So now what smart people do is move in the opposite direction. So you think about like a Jay Z. Jay Z was hood when being hood was smart. Like when being good got you paid. Now he's like, oh, Andy Warhol painting. Right. Right? Like, um, I have my own champagne brand. Like, the think about the direction you're getting out from Armadale and Rockaware to, um, what is, what is this? Ace of Spades and um, having a, a, a talent agency for the most part, entertainment agency. Yeah. It's a totally different way of thinking, but he he's moving against culture and calling it out. Like, oh, that shit is whack. Right. Like, like what is your um, investment portfolio? Like? You know, like, yo, you spent that much on those pair of shoes, how much did you make? Yeah. And it's that kind of questioning that, that's making people think differently. It's like, oh, I need to get credit for it because they're flipping it. And most people don't think to, to think that way. That's why Kanye, Kanye is always innovating even with stupid ugly shit like those shoes we saw yesterday yeah because people are so eager to be told how to be like they never think that they can just be a person that decides that yeah. and Kanye West is consistently deciding it and other people again never think to decide that like I yeah. said what I've been doing what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks is literally sitting down and designing my life. Like, yeah. I know, I want to know exactly what that looks like. Come to Duo Hostel if you want to meet some business-minded people right now. Dude, this is, this is the first place. You're yeah, probably this, get the plug, right? This is the first hostel that I come to. Uh-huh. That, like, everybody is about business. Like, you're about business. He's is about business. Is this your first business. hostel in D.C.? Huh? Is this your first hostel in D.C.? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just D.C. culture. It's D.C. culture. That's crazy because in Hollywood, like everybody's focused on some other shit. Like in other countries, everybody's like traveling, but here everybody's focused on business. As far as that, everybody I talk to. Okay, so remember what we were talking about before, right? Even even uh even, even Franco, Franco considers everything, everything he does business. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, I mean, you know, you, you, a lot of people don't have to talk. Right. I think that's what, again, that's culture. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Like, I know how to talk, but I don't know how to do shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Looks like it has a roach on it. I mean, now I got like two bowls in this one. Yeah. Like some shit. Hey, just wipe it off. Dirty bowls and spoons and that kind of thing. It's like ah. Uh, right, 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 right. And, and 
that like level of discomfort is a thing that's like, oh, I have to shake myself out as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, it makes you say, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be this person anymore. That's why I said design, because yeah. everything is serendipitous. Yeah. Serendipity will take you to beautiful places. Yeah. And then not so beautiful places. And not so beautiful places, yeah. When you, when you process that, how great is serendipity when you consistently, um, like, you have a serendipitous moment. But you have to combine yeah, serendipity with faith. The um, way of the superior man. Yeah. Right? Who is that line? You have to combine serendipity with faith. And when you do... You, have to, you might have to combine serendipity with purpose. And like, faith. faith only makes sense if you have purpose. You can't have faith in nothing. Right? Like, if you have faith that's going to make $35 million, cool. But yeah. how do you make it if you don't have any goals? There's right. no purpose. Like, that, that, there's a difference between... Um, and, and I like this with Will Smith. Um... Most people would like to have, right? And then there are other people who want. Like, want is misdefined and confused with need. To want something is to have a desire for it. Yeah. If you define desire, yeah. um, it, it, it's so passionate. If you burn for it, mm. you'll do everything you can to have it. And, and like you said, that you're going to uh, find your passion so you can get make money. All-consuming obsession. Yeah. Why, why can't the money be the all-consuming obsession? You want that. And then you can think like a businessman because then you think about how to get it if yeah. that's what you actually want. But if you want this career yeah. that's going, that you're going to be able to work at for years and years and you never actually have to, um, you know, like feel like you're making a sacrifice or taking a hit. That's dream bullshit. That's stupid. Yeah. Like realistically speaking, sometimes you lose a lot of money yeah. and you have to stay at a hostel so you can get your business profitable again. And um, throw money back into it. Sometimes with Kevin Plank, you pay yourself $60,000 a year for like 10 years while you're paying other people to help your company grow. The ACEs that we were talking about earlier. Um, $100,000, $200,000, dollars a year. And then when um, you make your company public and you like <laughs> make Under Armour a thing, then you're worth millions, almost billions instantaneously. Right. Right? Like that's how business actually works and if you don't have purpose behind whatever it is you're doing you can't win because winning isn't an option mm. right or no i'm sorry winning is only an option and it's an option you're not deciding because right. faith and serendipity are pointing you there instead of you having that wolf's mentality where it's like yo we have to eat and then you go for that 35 million dollars and say i'm taking this shit. yeah because like even with like women like all y'all doing is game shit yeah i guess like if i'm attracted to a woman right. i'll approach her and right. i'll tell her i'm attracted to her right and then i'll tell her like oh, i want you to be mine right and then i'll make her mine. like right and it's not a matter of like um being rapey or overly like direct as far as being, being physical i'm not sending a bunch of flowers and that kind of thing i'll say that to her Give whatever attention I can, right, and then go for it. And yeah. this is the difference between but the only many thing, other people is the, I'm people that yeah. being wrong and my not actually getting the woman. Right. Most people set a goal, and if they don't hit the goal the first time around, they quit. Right. You go for the woman, and you assume that like getting her is somehow a victory opposed to a thing you just want to do at that moment. Right. And your feelings change. Right. Change with them. Yeah, but see, the thing about game is game is instrumental language. Is, is using language instrumentally right. and then is using your actions instrumentally. Which you do the emotions instrumentally and your, your actions instrumentally, but your language 
it's more like uh, like you don't really think about it in that way. And so, what, and th- this is this is what the intention of um, winning, right? And, and like, okay, if you go to Jordan Peterson and the lobster theory, right? Yeah. So the, 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 the instrumental like, like, language. The more, the, more, the more success you have, yeah. the the more or the better you feel about you know all of the things, right? And then right. when you take a loss, you actually shrink and go gray, right. and and life isn't your best friend anymore, right? Mm. So you take that same logic towards game theory. Um, most dudes do not get better with women over time. Right. Like that's not how it works. Like what right. most dudes do is get more comfortable with women over time. Yeah. And there's this idea that a dude based on how he speaks can work his way up right. to females, right? Um yes, but only with a low quality woman. Right. Like that that shit is not um like, at least not with like uh, a low to mid quality male is possible. The only time game becomes important is when you've actually reached a point where, like, you know, it's not a matter of being comfortable with women right. because you're trying to have sex, and that's pretty much all it is, right. right? It's a matter of deciding if a person is worth your time, right? And like, like, being able to fuck some chick does not, but that mean that's a dude is more successful. It yeah. means a dude fucked a bunch of chicks, right. and then when when you question. Um, the, the quality of the woman he's fucked with like what was her character like yeah. like fuck what she looked like and yeah. then if I add what she looked like what did she look like like would you like actually like take her out in public and show her to people yeah like and be proud of her yeah or is it some shit she smashed that you can tell your boys about right. what are your boys in winter time right. who are they fucking right. how much money do they make right like what are their goals do they have goals yeah and shit like that so I, I see what you're saying and like like it's aligned with this thing that I was thinking about the other day where like so the that your ability to like to talk myself into a situation with a girl that I want that I desire is at the peak, right? Because you got verbal mm-hmm. tonality and like body language is like forty five percent of communication, right? Thirty five percent is tone. When you said tone, that hit me, mm-hmm. and then uh, the actual things that you say is only seven percent of your communication, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so you use instrumental language, which was the thing. Like it's actually Jordan Peterson's thing, instrumental mm-hmm. language when he talks about pickup artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also talks about it from like a nefarious perspective. It's like right, right. because you know we talk about toxic masculinity. That's toxic masculinity, right? Right. Because as a man who you know like let's let's be traditional and religious to some degree, right? Right. It is our um, our, our our jobs to protect the tribe, right? And more importantly, the women and children within our tribe. Mm-hmm. And we are now a part of a society that openly preys on um, female bodies. Right. I don't give a fuck what the society says. That's toxic. It doesn't matter um, what culture, what religion, what age. That's fucking toxic because it goes against all things nature. Like no man in tune with his um, masculinity would ever treat another person that way. Right. Right. Because you you, you have to think about it from you know, if we take it to a spiritual level, um, you have to think about that from a karmic perspective. If you're consistently and literally fucking people over mm-hmm. so you can get your thrills that is and we're taking the Jordan Peterson on um, making um, other people casual so that's how you see yourself I take myself seriously so there, I won't I won't there's also you. there's also there's no absolutes in life uh, what does that mean there's no absolutes like what you say there's always an opposite and so, equal other side but to I mean it. I think we all know so, moral good so from, for, from, from the opposite so for, right? exam- so for example here's the other side to it that you're not looking at right somebody that doesn't have the kind of results that you have 
because they haven't they haven't done the things that you've done in your life. Well, we're, we're thinking about people, women specifically, in this conversation. And then, and then this is where from, I'm from, going. From, from the angle of results. Like, if you look at another person and the result is to get something from them, yeah. like, they somehow check a box that puts you in a position yeah. where um, you, have, you have succeeded and they lost. But this is like, where I'm like, going. That, that's, that's, that's a low vibration. Let me finish, motherfucker. Let me finish. All right. So, so the, most of the people that started the community, the seduction community and stuff, mm-hmm. they were guys that couldn't get a woman to save their life. Right. And then they developed ways that they could. Right. Right? So when it comes from that perspective, it's not a guy that has had the same opportunities that so you have. So why are men being seductive? That's a female trait. I have no... I, I'll, I'll never learn to be fucking seductive. That's what women... Never. Do. Women are sensual. Like, like, like men are sexual. Women are sensual. If you ever look at a woman and you call her sexy, it's because you don't understand women. Women hate that shit. Like you can do it. You can you can do it to like a girl's mind, but like a grown ass woman wants to be beautiful. Like it's like products, you know, right. uh, advertising that's taught us to see um, what is uh, sexually, visually stimulating as right. sexy. Right, right. That's right, not right. a woman's perspective. What is women, a woman's women, perspective? Think about how women have sex. Like when a woman has sex, she's either looking at her partner or nothing at all. Right. When a man has sex, he sees everything. Right. Right, mm. uh, depending on the position, but for the most part, man, we see everything. That's why they say we're visual. Creatures, right, 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 right. Right. And so when you instead of looking at like, you, like, she like, got what, her eyes what, closed. What we're, what we're trying to teach women to do is to think like men mm. and get upset with them for being more masculine. Mm. But it's because most women, most men don't understand how men think. Mm. So if you think about like male psychology and just that, you can reflect on the fact that. Um, we constantly want, right? Like we want, we want, and, 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 and we want in ways that um, it, it's insatiable. And the only way um, we feel any real sense of accomplishment is if um, we get a thing that we want and then right. repeat that. Right. And most people do, and this is why society has been able to build slowly but surely. Yeah. Right. Like think about this, and this is just random shit. Right. But we have Teslas and spaceships now, right? And um, that, that's amazing. It took us, with this civilization, um, 2,000 years to get to this point. Right. All the materials to build spaceships have always been here. Right. All of the intelligence we needed to build spaceships has always been here. Why didn't we have spaceships 2,000 years ago? Well, there's, there's incremental, incremental... Because how civilization works. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's incremental. the way people think. It's like, it's like you, we were talking about yesterday and you didn't understand the concept of like generational wealth, right? So when it comes to when it comes to like Trump, right? He's generational. Mm-hmm. When it comes to intelligence, it's also generational because like you got theories on theories on theories on theories, and then you got like knowledge on knowledge on knowledge on knowledge, and every generation has new knowledge. We can make that argument, right? Like in like I would say in pretty much every age before, um, let's say like the twentieth century, and yeah. like let's say like the mid twentieth century. Yeah. Once computers became a thing. The way people on the planet operate, operates, operated, and operate to this day right. had to change because now the things that we're doing are just stupid. <laughs> the fact that we have um, uh, people who are um, devout about their political beliefs shows right. how misguided we are as a society, right? right, right. So if you take a moment, you think about it. Uh, if, you, if you are a devout, and I use religious terms, liberal mm-hmm. or a devout conservative you're a bad american right because you're not thinking about what's best for the country you're thinking what's best for your party right and that religious perspective makes it so you can't make 
um, uh, better choices for everyone. But their thinking and their feeling and knowing in their soul, in their mind, in their body, every sense of their being is telling them that they're doing the right thing and then you're wrong. No, it's not. It's telling them they're doing a thing. Right and wrong are perspectives. Those, they're conditioned. Right, that's what I'm saying. What's right and wrong, right? Yeah, that's, so, what, I'm so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, when you, you know, where's my thing that how people think? Yeah. Think about the fact that almost no one ever thinks. Mm. Like, like, right now, what politics are. We're an autopilot. Everybody's on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're trying to reframe. Yeah. Without tricking your brain. Right. You're teaching your brain how to be what it wants to be. How, how to be what it wants to be. Mm. But like the perspectives that you have of like wealth and success and those kind of things, it's all super like three D. It's all like on this level, right? Like you don't you don't you haven't put uh, virtue behind it. Like you want to make the kind of money you want to make, then you have to put yourself in a mindset where you become obsessive about who you are, mm. right? You think about um, the, like the age of like the the new corporation, right? You so always have a face of the corporation, and it's a person who um, exudes whatever that brand is because they literally built the brand around themselves. Right. So you just build out your personality. Like everybody, like okay, so like right now we're doing this year, right? I guess that could be deep rooted insecurity huh? in myself. Like it's a deep rooted insecurity, probably, where like where like I don't see myself as the face of anything right now, and like you haven't tried to build anything, right? And maybe you aren't the face of anything. Maybe I'm not. You know, like um. I'm going to say his name incorrectly. Um, like, Napoleon had a tolerant, right? He was a guy behind the guy. Right. You know, you think about, like, Jay-Z's been talking about Tata for the last, like, fucking 20-plus years. I don't know what this nigga looks like. I've never seen the Tata. Well, I've seen Tata's, but I haven't seen his Tata. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. I have no idea what this grown-ass man I've been hearing about literally um, two-thirds of my life looks like. I have no fucking idea. Who, Jay-Z? No, his um, one of his business partners, his friend. Oh, Tata. Tata. He always talks about him. Right. You know, you know who he is, but you don't know. You never met him. Huh. You never even seen his picture. Right. But he helped Daisy get rich as fuck. Right. Because he had a, a, I like the move when I'm. Uh, so he had like a tribe of hustlers. Yeah. And that's the idea. And everybody wants to be the person at the front. Right. A Wolf of Wall Street. I can't remember his name, but um, Jordan Belfort had the one dude. And he always had his ace to help him come up. Everybody's trying to be Jordan Belfort. They want to be the Wolf of Wall Street right. and not understand that there was a motherfucker behind the Wolf of Wall Street who didn't get hit with any of that shit. Right. Like, he came up and he was good. And he was one of the reasons Jordan Belfort actually got out of jail and right. keep moving. You know? Why? Because he he didn't have the same issues Jordan Belfort had. He, he didn't get indicted the same way, but he helped him grow. And that's why, you know, this, like, dope boy shit. You surround yourself by people who are winning, so if somebody falls off, if you get hit, your team can pick you back up. You know what I mean? Like, and what most people do is this, like, like lone wolf, soulless, I got me bullshit. Like, nah, that's stupid. That's why your woman is the most valuable asset you have. But your homies will leave you hanging. Your woman will rush to your side. Like, like, like a woman who was about her man will go through hell and high water to be there for him, depending, like, depending on the quality of the woman. And that's why going for hot girls isn't as important as going for like uh, a beautiful woman who will like stand by you through hell and high water, right? Like that's why I always say, right? At least since it came up, that um, um, what is my dude's name? Jeff Bezos' wife deserved everything she got and right. more. Right. She should have received more. 
Like, she stayed with that man for, like, 30 years, and she was holding shit down when Amazon wasn't working. Right, right. Right? Like, right. why shouldn't she get everything? So, that, so that's good as a friend, but as a lover, like, I want somebody that like, I would enjoy fucking. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, I understand what you mean. Like, so I can, I can have a female friend that will be down, you know, that will be down like that. But I also, I also need a girl that I can enjoy fucking. You know what right. I mean? Well, I mean, okay, so... So it's both. Like, so, yeah. so, 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 how many I'm women for enjoy both. fucking you? What? How many women enjoy fucking you? I'd say... I was a rhetorical question, but... <laughs> no, no, I know, but I, I'd say most women that I fucked enjoy fucking me. I'd say maybe 50, at least 50%. You know, because there were, there were some that, you know, I know I, I did a bad job, and you know, sometimes I did a selfish job. You know what I mean? Like... So, you started the female anatomy. There's this book by Naomi Wolf. It's called Vagina. You right. should read it. But it, I mean, what she talks about are all the erogenous zones of the vagina, but she actually breaks it down. Right. And then you can think about, like, how it works, right? Mm. So, when you climb in something, like, what most dudes do, and I didn't know this until recently, right? Right. But since most dudes have, like, mediocre or, like, medium to small dicks. Right. Right? Right? They're already at like where the G-spot is, right. they just don't have enough either girth or... Um, or length. Or, you know, it depends on the woman. Because, you right. have, like, length has more to do with the... Right. A-spot. Uh, the K-spot is through the anal cavity, right? Or whatever right. the case, right? So, um, they don't... They have an easier time actually hitting the G-spot. Yeah. But since they don't have, like, thickness, they don't, like, caress it. Because that's... You want to caress that more or less yeah, yeah, yeah. that beat it up shit right like i mean i would say pretty much everyone wants to be fucked really really good but even right. still like when you're in the pussy like you want to make sure you have those moments where you like yeah stroke the fuck out of it like you have to work it out to that right right, right. you're like i don't know dude i want to talk like that shit but yeah no no like, I, 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 believe, I believe like most people think they're better at fucking than they are like women right. I, i've met very few women who know how to fuck right right period yeah like, most women are terrible at sex right both yeah both sides yeah. You're a new shoe? Yeah. You're a new shoe? Huh? How many new shoes have you had? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, 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 I'm saying, no, I'm saying on both sides, like, <laughs> they're, women, they're women that, you know, also, in, in, you know, like, oh, if, you, if, you're gonna, if you want to talk about gay dudes and gay girls, too, like, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Oh, no, you know what, honestly? Yeah. I would think gay people in general, like, are better at sex because they're serving the same people of the same sex. Yeah, but still, right. though, no, I don't believe that. No, I think about because it. Because so, I think it's... So, it's so, a, so as, as a woman, no, you have I, to know how... Most dudes can't eat pussy. Yeah, right? I, Most yeah, dudes sure. can't finger a woman yeah, properly. Right, most right, right. Women, like, 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 you can put... A, chicks can put on dildos and make each other come. Right. It's trap ones. Most dudes with their penises cannot make a woman come. Think about yeah. the, the level of understanding. That's what I was saying earlier. Think about how people think. Right. You have to have of the fucking like female anatomy to be able to do that you have to have I, I understand that but look but for every generalization we go into i'm always 80 20. it's always the 80 20 principle Why? the 80 20 principle applies to almost everything i think everything the 80 20 principle there's always the the eight the 20 percent of people that do better than 80 percent of the rest so 20 80 that's about you know the average you could get more you could get less on each thing well, well okay so but but how can you apply that to everything because that's like saying think about this right that's like saying um, we use the NBA because it's a perfect example for you. It could be higher or lower. So, so 20 percent of the people in the NBA play better than the other twenty, the eighty, eighty uh, yeah. percent, which yes. is obvious, right? Right. But a hundred percent of people are in the NBA. 
Right. So so then you take that same. It's always because it's a different layer. So you have like five. There's a right, there's right, a right. Uh, but, Patrick okay, but David from, from a level of sex like the gay men on average have more sex than any other. So so their average right? their average would be higher. Right. Would be higher, but it'll still be around eighty twenty. Okay. So so that's so from your from your perspective, which I understand. And this is what I'm saying. Like when you you have to. You have to have perspectives of your perspectives, right? Right. So the 80-20 rule applies to everything. So everything like exists in different classes. Right. So the the, 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 the class and quality of sex can also change. So yeah. if the 80-20 rule still applies, that means like let's just say that these people you got 80-20, higher level of 80, the sexual spectrum. Yeah. Right? So if they're having more sex and they understand their partners and not even better yeah. the likelihood i mean to say that 80 20 is equal across the board it make it it is it, it, an unnatural thought process because you have you have 80 20 like picture this 80 20 80 20 80 20 80 20 and then you have 80 20 mm-hmm. you get that that's stupid no it's not that's what it is because i mean it's so broad it doesn't matter it just makes itself irrelevant it doesn't yes it does if you, like if you have 80 20 of everything yeah then what does 8020 mean? 80-20 means always is it's always gonna mean that twenty percent of work gets eighty percent. There's a twenty percent of work that's an eighty percent of the results. Right. There's twenty percent of the people that get eighty percent of the results. Okay, so 20%. so 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 they're 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 like twenty percent of life in the galaxy exists in I don't know, like um one hundred percent of life in the galaxy exists in twenty percent of the entire galaxy. We're talking right. about so, no, 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 but, but you, you said you can apply this to everything. Effectiveness and productiveness. Oh no, but you can apply this to everything. We were just talking about um, um, the, the sexual prowess of um, homosexuals versus heterosexuals, and you said that it can apply to everything. Okay, now in your example of well, space, okay, but think about that. Let me talk about your point. Go ahead. So you said in space, right? Eighty percent, let's say twenty percent of, of actual like matter in space, or like eighty percent, eighty percent, one hundred percent of life, just in twenty percent of. Like all of the universe. Eighty percent of the matter in space is in about twenty percent. Takes about twenty percent of the space in space. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the whole point. So it doesn't mean anything unless you give it context. So right. the eighty percent rule, when you, it can be when it's when it's ever expansive, right. it means that it, it it eventually makes itself irrelevant. If you're thinking from a more intellectual standpoint, well, not really, because eighty percent is just a structure, a framework. The context you give it to it, it doesn't have meaning without the context, uh-huh. but the rule exists nonetheless. Right, but okay, so so it's very difficult to develop a perspective of quality with that with that with that with that mindset. So think about this. It's not like, because 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 what you would have to believe is that twenty uh, percent of the goods are high quality goods, right. and then within that you have twenty percent of those goods. Are high quality goods, yeah. and then within that, and then you keep going and going yeah, and going. Always, well, but the endlessness of it is what makes it so you can't actually focus on like individualizing. You, can. you can't like individualizing that. Okay, so how do you? you can't. Once you have the framework, you get more specific. Okay, so give me your framework. So, so for example, let's. But we gotta give it context first, right? No, so I'm with George. Like, how do you apply that to having a goal-oriented life? Right. Okay. So goal-oriented. That's the context we're gonna give it. Yeah, you get it. Like, like so how do you how do you apply that to having a no, no no? How do you apply that to developing individual standards? So individual standards, right? Mm-hmm. So twenty percent of people have higher standards than eighty percent of people. No, for you, how do you develop individual standards with that perspective? How do how do I develop? Yeah, you can. I'm yeah, saying yeah, I can. Go ahead. Yeah, I can. 
So um, let's say we're trying to, you're talking about developing standards, mm -hmm. right? And we're going to use, we're going to marry that with the 80-20 principle. Mm -hmm. The 80-20 principle is 20%. There's 20% of things that will get you 80% of results. Mm -hmm. So the result that we want is standards, is better standards. So if we're going to have standards... What are your standards? The, That's what I'm saying. What are your standards? You haven't given me a standard. You've given me a definition of a framework to, to build a standard based on my 80-20 world. What are the actual standards? Right. So I'm, so I'm getting like, there. Like, like, no, I mean, like, this I'm getting there. I'm building. I'm building it. My dad. My dad told me always build a foundation first. You know, a house cannot stand on the sand, right? Right. But that's yeah. the, that's the problem with the, like, like, listen. What I'm saying to you, what you're discussing is intellectual, right? You're, this is intellectualizing. What I'm talking about is philosophical. And I didn't notice this until recently, but philosophical thought processes are more profound than intellectual thought processes because intellectualism puts you in a position where you have to think. So linear, you can't be expansive. Like, like. Oh, you can't. You can't be expansive. Okay, but you so gotta have a you gotta have a structure to go from. Okay, you know so it's why we separate intellectuals from creatives. Right. Like you, you, you have the business people from the artists, and the most successful in either category um, hold a little bit of both. Right. Right. So in order to be, I think someone's in there. In order to in order to become a successful business person, you have to. Um, like most come from finance or marketing, you have to be creative or highly structured, um, and or and surround yourself by people who will do both, right? Yeah. And do a little bit of both. And what I'm saying is, based in life, most people don't think to think that way because we're, we've been taught to be, we've been conditioned right. to um, hyper intellectualize. Right? right. So you go to school and you get an A on a report card. That's speaking to memorization, right? It's very a process. Right. So think about all the things we do for. Like school, yeah. right? School didn't teach you how to think. It taught you how to remember. It did not teach you creativity. It did no. not teach you, um, it, it, it didn't enhance intellectual prowess per se. Uh, you, at, at, least, at least philosophical prowess. It teaches you how to be a follower. Well, it, it, it teaches you how to follow systems. To follow and in some systems. cases create systems, right? Manage right. systems, right. you know? But being philosophical puts you in a position where um, you think about things from an individual standpoint. Mm. Most people never think to think, again, for themselves and never consider what that means. Mm. What is it to think for yourself? What is it to think for myself? Mm -hmm. All right, philosophically, think for yourself uh, means thinking, like having your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, but then, then when you're talking about thoughts, you when you're talking about thoughts, you can go back to like, Thoughts, are they really your thoughts or whose thoughts are they? Like, they're in your head, but like, are they your thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about thinking for yourself, it could be either, I guess, combining thoughts that you already have in your head, and then... Or considering how, how does this work for me? How does this work you, for you me? You can never think for yourself, and taking it back to what we were talking about earlier, you can never think for yourself until you have purpose. Once you have purpose, you have a definition of. But where does where does purpose come from? Purpose? It comes from you. You decided. Like most people are doing this. But you decided what decided. What does the decision process entail? You look at life and you see what life offers. You say, "This is what I want my life to be." Right. Like, based I'm on, literally designing my life. Like, based on based on your experiences. No, based on um, my experiences to some degree. Yes. I yeah. Think that, that's true for every. Human based being, right? on based on your surroundings. Based, based on like I would say based on desire. That's God for us. You but where does you. desire come from? It comes from you. From you. You create your own desire. So like, you, I don't create your desire. You'll so never you, feel my desire. So I create my own Ever. desire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying, you have your own desire, I have my own desires. But as human beings, we have desires, we have desires that we all have. No, 
I have my own desire. I know, but we're that human beings. We're both human beings, so we all so, have. Not there, there's certain. There's certain. That's, that's where experience comes into play. There, 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 there are also human desires, though, that we all have. No, that like what you're talking about are the biochemical functions that we have. Like that's one thing. Human like, needs, no, it's like psychological needs. Like Tony Robbins talks about, like you got six needs: certainty, uncertainty, love, connection, significance. And then the spiritual needs, which are growth and contribution, mm-hmm. right? You take care of the two spiritual needs, you, you take care of the rest, mm-hmm. right? So growing and contributing is like the main two. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Like, like, like we, there, there's this thing that people want to do where we, we, we have a dominance hierarchy on aspects of self, as if um, the spiritual is somehow more profound than the physical, the intellectual is somehow better than the emotional. But what a balanced creature is, what, what, you know, if, if, if God, as Christianity um, portrays him to be, right, is a thing. Um, God is not all good. All good is imperfect. That's right. a bad thing. Right. God is balanced. Like, God has to be balanced in order to create life and death. Because if God um, was as altruistic as we want to make him out to be, um, we would just have life. Right. Like, endless perpetual life, nothing ever dies. No death. Right? Yeah. Um, that the universe would consistently multiply. There would be no worries, no worries, whatever else the case is. There would just be happiness. But the issue you run into with that is you can't create happiness unless you have sadness. Without the existence of sadness, you cannot have happiness. Right. Like you need one to counteract the other. That's balance. Like perfection is not in having all like one thing be good. Perfection is having balance. And most people never think to balance themselves mm-hmm. because they want to be more spiritual. Let know? me let me blow your mind really quick though. Go for it. So you're talking about the six needs, right? And I'm gonna teach you something real quick, and it's gonna work regardless. Like it's it's something that's natural. I've done it with many many people, mm-hmm. probably over a hundred people. Um, so let's say when you were you do you remember like a, do you have a, a memory when you were seven, eight, nine, six years old? A lot of different ages, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, but like when you yeah, were little. Me memory like what the when fuck? you when you were little, like do you have like a specific memory that you remember? I have a lot of different memories. Okay. Like, what do I want to zone in on? I know, but a specific one that's important to you? I mean, yeah, a lot of memories when I was them. Important? All of them is important? That They all have the equal I have home. a lot of important memories from childhood, yeah. Right. So, so go to one. Go to one. It doesn't matter which one it is, right? Okay. Okay, go to that memory. Are you in the living room? Are you in a parent's house? Like, backyard? You know, where are you? Outside the front yard on the sidewalk with my tricycle. With your tricycle, okay. Uh-huh. How old were you? Maybe two. Two years, you got two-year-old memories? Yeah, wow. I remember. That's crazy. I was riding my, no, no, I was, I was three. Yeah. My sister was two. Yeah. And uh, she could tie her shoes, and she could tie her shoes, and I couldn't. So, <laughs> I remember my mother, I remember my sister tying her shoes, and I was pissed off, but I could pop a wheelie on the tricycle, she right. couldn't. Right, So I got mad, and I rode the tricycle, I popped the wheelie, and just left. Yeah. I was like, fuck y'all, I'm out, because it hurt my foot. I'm her credit. But what that did is it spoke to um, how well my sister took direction right. um, versus how capable I was with my body. Mm. So I remember that shit. Wow. So, so okay. So at that moment, you think about it. Like at that moment, you're in there. Like you're in a tricycle, right? Mm-hmm. What did you want that, that time? What did you want? I wanted to know how to tie my fucking shoes. Okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> so I to, and I still tie my shoes with the... Um, the like the like double loop. I don't, I don't, I don't do no loop. Ever. I, I I I never learned how to do it. Right, right. I, I was in the name for eight and a half years. I can tie square knots. I can. Tie, I will never learn how to tie my shoes another way. Okay. Let's fuck people. So so what emotion do you think that you wanted to fulfill right then and there? Like, 
What was the emotion behind wanting to tie like your shoes? Accomplishment, achievement. Accomplishment, achievement, right? Yeah. Why? 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 Why did you Why did you want that achievement, that accomplishment? Because I want to know how to do things. I want to be capable. Capable, right? Right. Excellence. That's that's that 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 is that is. Um, the purpose of every being on this planet is to exercise excellence, become as as absolute as you can be. Right. And most people never again think to think right. of themselves in any way um, that, that 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 speaks to growth. And as a right. kid, it was innate. Like yeah, other kids used to watch. Um, our brother, they used to watch like a uh, uh, Thundercats and all of this other bullshit. And I would sit with my grandmother and watch Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. You know, it, it was like I, I would watch things that were more mature. Yeah. I don't feel like I had a childhood the way other people did. Right. Um, because I never saw the world like a child. I always looked at it as a place for op- with options. Yeah. Uh, the adults around me um, always seemed to be oblivious to what was happening with their own lives. Mm. And at some point, I realized as a very young child, like as well as like five or six, um, that I would eventually have to take care of the people around me because they couldn't perceive the world mm. in a way that was beneficial to them. It was small. That's crazy. I grew up the opposite way. Like I grew up, I grew up looking at my parents, my teachers, like everybody as forms of authority that they knew more than I did. No, I looked at I looked at my parents as people who had to um, take care of me because I was a kid and I couldn't. When I couldn't reach the cereal, I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, you have to hand it to me. My dad would say super shit, like figure it out. It's like, well, I could, but. Yeah. Like, if I have to get all the way up here, I have to get all the way back down with this thing that can spill out. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. And I'll have to explain it to someone who's, like, 25 years my senior. Yeah. It's like, hey, no, <laughs> this is not intelligent, motherfucker. Like, think about it. Like, like uh, you know, learn to cook for yourself. Learn to be self-sufficient. Man, when it makes sense. Yeah. You know? Um, That's But beyond that, it, even then, it's just like, okay, well, like... Um, where is the food coming from? What kind of food is it? How does the food taste? Mm. Um, like, who are we around? What is the environment? Like, are there other environments? And I, I remember being ridiculously young, understanding, watching Lifestyles of Rich and Famous, that there are people who live different ways. Yeah. Like, there, there are people who, not better ways, right. who live different ways. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I would rather live that way. Right. I remember my dad came home with this uh, Firebird. And I was like, yep, sports cars. Um, I can't remember who it was. Um, this was like when like Iman and Cindy Crawford, Crawford and those kind of women were like the models, right? Yeah. I was like, yep, that. Um, always pretty girls, mm. you know. Like never be in a position where um, I'm 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 dealing with a woman in a position smelling like success. It puts me in a position where I can um, where, where where I continue to capitalize. Like yeah. Jordan Peterson talks about, it's like the. The, the lobsters, right? So you have the dominance hierarchy. Once a lobster loses, it's easy to start going downhill and continue to tumble down. Right. Um, and um, the way I see it is like, like the first time I ever tripped, right? First time I ever tripped, I realized the first thing I realized when I started tripping was I could always feel like this. So what I had the guy I was tripping with do is play an album on repeat. Just play any album on repeat. Any album and then on an repeat. An entire trip. I listened to that one album, and then you know the the consecutive trips we have. Only listen to that album. So mm. to this day, I can turn that album on and trick my mind into tripping. Mm. I want to trip anytime I want to. Fuck. And then That's I, I took anchor. that same I took that same concept and just applied it to other things. Wow. So when you have a scent anchor, which Jordan Belfort came up with, like yes, yeah. yeah, it's a small. I don't even think 
nothing came up with it, but he brought it to my attention. Right. It puts you in a position where you can um, constantly go back into a thought and feeling, mm -hmm. right? And then, I, you know, you don't have, like, taste per se, but smell is a very powerful sense. It's our most powerful sense, often right. considered. So mm. you smell success, you have that in front of you mm. all the time. And this is the thing. This Boom is a $120 bottle of cologne. Yeah. So you spray the bottle, like, like every time you like sell, like you're spraying out, um, you know, a decent amount of fragrance you could have into the air just to smell it. Right. So you're also creating a, a relationship with money that isn't necessarily um, a, as wasteful as it is respectful. You say for every hundred dollars I make, for every thousand dollars sell I have, um, I spray, right? So you spray and you know that's diminishing the amount of cologne you have, but you're so confident in the fact that you'll get more, you can do that. Right. Right. And, and if that's how you treat things, it's being in a good space, but you have to, you know. Um, and that would be like faith, right? Like faith and belief. Um, that that it, it's like, you'll figure it out, like no matter what, like you'll figure it out how to get that. You'll figure it out if you learn how. Yeah. And I don't think most people learn how to figure it out. They mm -hmm. think they'll figure it out because they want to figure it out. Like mm -hmm. that's the problem with faith. Is, is like um, blind faith is is uh, is stupid. Yeah. Foolish pride is better. Right. Foolish pride is being under the impression that you'll accomplish a thing because um, you will continue to go no matter what. Right. Right. Blind faith is assuming a thing will work out for you because you have a deep desire for it to. Mm. Right. That's like I'll find the love of my life because I exist. That's, mm. that's 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 just like like western uh perspective of all of the things is stupid right like because everybody i know who has anything they have it because they went out and got it right like even if they grew up rich with whatever else cases they still had to go out and make that purchase right right um and people who i know who acquire wealth they get wealth because they actually step out into the world and take that shit they create something that people buy they make deals that people want and make themselves rich. That's how the fuck you get paid. Okay. Like what you do with girls, right? Like you actually right. step out, find the woman you're attracted to, and um, put effort into getting them. Right. Uh, just do that with all this shit in your life. Like, so, so based on what you said, right? So you said like, uh, like have the what was it? Have the, uh, like the figure it out. Most people don't know how to figure it out, right? So Tim Ferriss has like a great method of so it's learning how to learn, right? So it's a DSSS. Have you heard of this? This uh. So is D is deconstruction, like what are the Lego blocks of the thing that you're trying to learn, right? Mm -hmm. S is selection, right? It, that's and then that's the eighty Pareto principle is 20, 80-20, right? Uh, so it's which oh, of I mean, wait, wait, you use the eighty twenty. Okay, now yeah. I know how you're using it. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. You're using it. So then, as so then, productivity tool makes sense, right. but not as a like a perspective of life. Right, right, right. So, so then, so then, uh, which twenty percent of the blocks give me eighty percent of the outcomes I want, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you go selection. That's selection. So deconstruction, selection, and sequencing. In what order should I learn the blocks, right? right. So let's say you're trying to learn a new language. Like you, uh, first, what are the blocks, right? Is it like sem semantics, like linguistics, and all that? Right. Then selection. Which 80% of the stuff should I practice to get 80% of the results that I want? Mm -hmm. And then as sequencing, which order should I learn the blocks in? And then as stakes, how do I set up real stakes to guarantee the follow through? Like, what's the uh, rea the reward, like, carried on the stake okay, that so, I want to so get? So, question of curiosity, right? Yeah. Um, what, is, what are 20% of the actions that you take now to get you to 35 million within the next, like, two, two and a half years? What, what do those actually look like? I'm just I'm just curious and discovering right now. 
I'm no. not even. I'm not even there. Right, so that, I haven't even. I haven't developed them. I haven't. So I don't then, know what then, they are. Then, then you're going about things like because like I was telling you before, like like, and I noticed that you do this, right? You yeah. like literally like uh, quoted and pulled up uh, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, this person, that person. You have so many different people in your brain. It's difficult for you to think. When I asked you earlier, and I was I was speaking about you as an individual, it's hard to think as an individual when you have other people telling you how to think about shit. Right, right, right. Right, like I, I think the importance of books. Um, can't be understated but only if they help build skill right like the the issue with all this self-help bullshit is it's so focused on the self it doesn't actually tell you how to do anything like think about um uh what is it thinking grow rich right right there's only one instruction in the entire book set a goal for 30 days and go for it why do i need all this other shit right like within 30 days you'll accomplish this thing you'll do nothing else why did I need all that other shit in between? It was a distraction. You could have just said that. Because most people, about, most people can't, most people can't put like. Most people want stories. It's how we've been taught to think. Right. It's why we watch movies. It's why we listen to songs. It's why we listen to songs. We are continuously putting all of this shit into our heads. Yeah. To the degree where we never learn how to think. Because you got you got to internalize it, and you think like you're talking about the power of habit. You're talking about earlier the other day. Right. And it's like. If you've been if you if you've been living in habits because really habits are things you live in, mm-hmm. right? You're living in these habits, and then then you want to change the habits and you want to accomplish something in thirty days, yeah. but you have all these habits already that like if you don't like if you keep doing those habits, you're not going to achieve that thing. So you got to the, the way the way you achieve a goal is skill acquisition, right? So but, you have to you have to like the, the habits you have to develop um, is a matter of acquiring skills. skills, and you have skill skills. sets that get you from point A to point B. Right. So uh, like you know. Um, so I, what are the skills according I, to you? I, I kind of I see where the self help shit is. So according to you, Dan Pena, right? He's a, a huge advocate of why self-help is problematic because what it does is it puts people in a position where you never actually have to start doing a thing. Like, I don't right. want to talk about this again. Like, everybody is getting to what they want to do opposed to just doing it, yeah. right? Because you're alive right now. Like, so, but no, what I'm saying, right I'm saying in this philosophical discussion, right, it's great, but like... Oh, no, so, this is like intellectual. So, so according, to, according to you, though... What skills do I need to gain next from here? What, 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 what are your aspirations? Like, Basically, you have to set a goal. Right, I think like, so. So, what are, what so are I have a monetary goal, which, which you know. All right, and what are you going to do with that money? What am I going to do with the money? What are you going to do with it? Um, one of the things I'm going to buy, a, I'm going to buy my old house in Puerto Rico. Okay. Like uh, my childhood home, which my parents sold. And you need thirty-five million dollars to do that. No, I don't. Okay. But this, this is just. The, 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 but this is the concept of the thing. So that's one. I'm, I'm, de- I'm developing the things that I want to do with the money. But that, right? so this is what I'm saying. Like you want money for an unspecified. Like you want money for. Uh, and, and you have to assign a purpose. That's the opposite of passion, right? So, like, this this is the thing. I need to... But that's how I went to 30 countries. But check this out. I'm giving you, like... I'm not being confrontational. Yes. I'm saying from, from the angle of perspective, right? Right. So, I need to be able to um, provide um, not a sense of security for my daughter, but a sense of freedom. So, I want her to live a life where she never has to think about money, right? Like, even as an adult, she'll be in a position where she can just be free and live. Right. I don't give a fuck what she does, right? Um, I'm only going to give her the opportunity to discover who she is as a person, right. not teach her how to be, right? But financially, I can do that for her, so put her in a position where she's good. I have to be able to take care of my lady. I have to be able to take care of my mom. Um, I have to, I have a certain standard as far as what I consider quality. Like I'm moving away from this space where I can justify um, what I consider to be basic, right? Like I, I'm really falling into a, a thought process where 
like the Hugo Boss Louis Vuitton level of living is the only thing that really makes sense from a perspective of quality. Because mm -hmm. if I stick with my 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 excellence on my, my principles on excellence, it's the only thing to do. You gotta bring the excellence on different level on every area. Yeah, right. right. So every every aspect of life, right? So like right. Um, um, a Ferrari eight one two super fast, right? One of the most beautiful machines I've ever seen. Like even more so than like Lamborghinis. I think a Lamborghini was more of like a, this is what you do when you get money kind of thing. Yeah. But when I think about my personality, I'm way more Ferrari guy. Right. right? Um, like Porsches, the 911 Turbo S. Um, there are certain things that, that speak to me as a person, mm. and I've I've taken the time to determine how much it would cost to create that life, mm -hmm. and then how much more I would need. Um, you know, to provide a sense of security, and not for me, for other people I'm around. Because yeah. for me, I'll be reckless. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. You know, I just I move through life. Right, right, right. So it's thinking about the others that planted that, that you know, planted the seed. So yeah. Um, while making forty million before I turn forty is an ambitious way of handling it, another way is just that like a make a a, a two, three, five, and ten year plan, and then just say I'm going to accomplish that ten year plan in the next two years. I will fail, but I'll be further ahead had I been, had I only gone for the two-year goal, right. right? But since I set purpose behind the things I want to accomplish, the money makes more sense, right? So the amount of money I need to make, and not only makes more sense, it's also more realistic because there's no reason at, at this point, and again, it's not knocking, it's only like seeing from a more rational standpoint, you need $35 million, right? Like, um, uh, also being buying property in Puerto Rico is um, laughable compared to buying property in New York City or right. DC, right? For sure. And, and and you know, you don't need that much money. You could probably pay cash and get a so, cheaper. So here so here here's a here's a better explanation, right? I want to pay cash. Thirty five million? Mm -hmm. Why, right? Yeah. First first of all, before that I have I have the goal of traveling to every single country in the world. Right? Why? That's one of my goals. I just I like to explore. I want to okay. explore. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm asking why. I'm not. I'm not confrontational. I'm just. I'm just explaining. Right, so, right. so like, uh, so every single country, I want to go. Right. Right. Also, I want to have a lavish life. Whenever I travel to those countries, for example, one of the things I want is a plane. I want to have my own plane, and so instead of let's you have your own plane. My own plane. Okay. Yeah. So, so here's so here's the thing, right? But uh, this is something I was thinking about. I want to have a, like a mobile home on a plane, right? So let's say I have a private jet that has like my bed, like it has like my bathroom. Like if I have a family, like when I have a family, like it's big enough so we can live in it, right? And then we can park anywhere and be anywhere. You know what I mean? So, so 35 million is not just for the house in Puerto Rico. That's just another. Yeah, I mean, 35 million is to keep you sustained for like the next two or three years after you make 35 million. Right, <laughs> exactly. Shit. But then, but then also, it will give me room to invest in other things, like start other businesses. Like with that amount of money, I can start other businesses and I can employ people. Well, I mean, okay, so you asked about the skill sets that you can acquire. You can acquire business skills. Right, business right? skills. Like, because like, you need business. Skills I do need business to make skills. Money, yeah. Right, so th this is what I'm saying. Once you get to a point where you acquire business skills, like you'll think about what you're saying right now. Yeah. And I'm not saying thirty-five million dollars is a lot of money, or right. you couldn't do it. I'm right. saying without um, business skills, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Where you have um, good communication skills because you can select your words in a way that I think gets you to where you want to be with people. Like I, I guess, like persuasion or something. Right. 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 Um. 
um, and, and, and yesterday I was I was like my mind was everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I'm 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 long-winded but concise. Like I'm always getting to a place, and the place I the way the, the way I speak through things is extremely rational. It's like, well, why would you do that, mm-hmm. right? Even from a perspective of uh, spirituality, right? Uh, I take uh, the, the concept of what it is to be spiritual, and I make it the most practical thing. Period. It's like, well, if you don't have a spiritual base, if you don't have um, um, purpose beyond uh, the physical, then uh, you, you are an incomplete being. So you need that, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from. Right. Like, all of us have a sense of it. It's a part of us. It's innate, right? But it's a thing that most people um, um, mm. treat um, over either too lightly or um, too heavy. The same way we do with our bodies, right? Mm. Like you were saying before that you would like to acquire a body similar to mine, right? Right, like, right. That's, Absolutely. That's, 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 For that's, sure. That's, that's actually because I, I don't have an unrealistic body yet. Like, right. Like a few months. Right. Give me um, a few months. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Right. Because right? I, I, I don't work out. Right. Um, what I do is, is I make programs for other people and practice what I make for other people. Right. I haven't been on my own training program right. ever. Right. Right. Um, and now that I'm starting that, I know what my body's capable Wait, of. Wait, along those lines, I want to share a thought, right? Okay. So we're talking about playing chess and checkers right before. Uh, you're talking about developing a strategy. How do you develop a strategy like with new people with chess, right? So how do you like... You get to know personalities because new people aren't that uh, complicated. Like right, for the right. most part, um, you know, I mean, you can break people into agreeable and disagreeable categories, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so you, you start with that. Um, conscientious, unconscientious, right? And then there's other things that I would throw in personally, you know, like Jordan Peterson there. Right. But then you think about um, um, like, like how much effort a, per- a person puts into their appearance, how much right. effort um, a person uh, puts into other time, right? Because yeah. time is extremely important. Seneca, the yeah. shortest of life, that's, that's the dopest shit. Yes. Like one of the best, piece, best pieces of philosophy ever written. Seneca. And um, with that, I mean, you just take a moment and you consider, you know, like people um, for, uh, I guess, like what they present and then listen to what they say and then it's easy to figure them out. Like, you have this thing where, like, you want to be likable. And wanting to be likable puts you in a position where um, you can't want to be liked and respect. Mm. Respected, right? Because people who want to be respected and then mm. respect. Mm. It's like a consistent thing. You just put it out there. Mm. Um, but you're not disrespectful. Right. So it's more likely that people will be respecting. Being respecting. I mean, like, 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 being able to receive respect isn't the same thing as being respectable. Being respectable is like, um, you know, having weight on your name. Like you, like what you do means some shit because you carry yourself with a sense of purpose. Right. Right. And you and you you do shit that that like that other people respect. I mean, not necessarily that other people respect that you respect. So you admit respect when people give it to you. Right. Right. Because you carry yourself with a sense of, you carry yourself with a sense of self mm-hmm. and like and self being capital S right because if you see self as. Um, uh, the innate aspect of being, right? It becomes um, all things considered godlike because it's there regardless of mm. anything else. Like who you are at your core is always there, and most people never come to terms with that because um, there, there's this idea that we should be ever changeable, ever adaptable, all of those things. No, mm. that's stupid. Like, can you have like uh, an alter healthy body? Healthy body, yes. Everyone can. That's just true. It's right. always true, yeah. unless a person has a mental or physical handicap that stops that from being true. Right, right. Like, 
you can always be at the peak of health depending on what you do with your body and what you put into it. So mo most people, most people inherently starting out from wherever they are right now at this point in their life, no matter what age, if they have a normal body, they have the ability to do that. I mean, everybody has a normal body. No, but I'm saying like, I'm saying everybody un has unless you're dystrophied, you know what I'm saying? Is that what happened? Unless you're dystrophied. That, like right. you said, unless you have, yeah. Right. So, I mean, so having an abnormal body from the perspective of health is, um, you know, someone with a mental or physical handicap, right? Um, some, some kind of uh, medical condition, right? Because you can have different medical conditions that, that um, stop you from um, reaching peak levels of fitness. But fitness and health aren't the same thing. Fitness is the time and attention you give your body, the investments you make in your body. Yeah. Right. Like I would say, over the you can still of, you can still, you can still have good health and live a long time without fitness. Mm -hmm. Right. So so think about it like this: over the course of thirty two years, you've invested a million dollars in your fitness. So what you look like is a matter of time, um, uh, nourishment, and um, attention you giving your body. Mm -hmm. Right. So whatever your body is after thirty two years is an investment of those things. TNA, time, nourishment, attention. Mm -hmm. That's your next program. <laughs> so what, say it again. Your next program. CNA. TNA. Time oh, nourishment. Okay. Time nourishment. TNA. And attention. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially in 2020, we'll, we'll TNA. Yeah. Time nourishment. Attention. Right. Everybody needs that. Everybody needs some TNA. Yeah. If you just, if you if you set up a pulpit like on social media, like you know what I'm saying, like theoretical. I, 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 how how are we use A and T? Right. A and T. Yeah. And method. Yeah. The and method. Hey, yeah. I mean, ants live yeah. times their body weight, right? Attention, nourishment, and time. Mm -hmm. A-N-T. Yeah. That's actually a solid equation, too. And then we come up we come up with an idol, right? It's the ant, right? Come up with kind of ant, like, it'll be perfect, but mm -hmm. it's the idol. And then we'll sell these idols to people to remember the uh, the concept of ant. Mm -hmm. A-N-T, right? Attention, nourishment, and time, right? And this is the way they'll set up their idols, and they'll pray to their idol every morning. And give me attention, nourishment, and time. Right. I will give you a mirror. <laughs> right. And say attention, nourishment, time. If you pray to anything, pray to you. Mm. Like if you, I'm like anytime you pray to God, you gotta talk to yourself first. Mm. Like so you, can't, you can't have a conversation with God without having an internal work, external monologue. So two-step process. First, you pray to yourself in your mirror, and then you pray to the end. Attention, nourishment, and time. <laughs> Like you're so you're so focused on making money. Like this is this is like like a, like the skill sets you need to yeah. make money is to understand people. Understand right? people. So that's why like uh, um, CFOs and um, CMOs are the most likely candidates to become leaders of a company, right? Mm. And now we're leaning more towards CFOs. Senior um, financial officer. After you have um, a CMO. And CMO is senior management officer, right? Senior marketing. Marketing. Officer, okay, right? marketing. So marketing. And, uh, and finances. Mm -hmm. So finance is becoming bigger now because what we're understanding is in order to be good with money, you also have to be good at marketing too. So we see it happening on both ends of the spectrum. Or and in order to be, like, in order like, to be like, good like, at marketing. Um, Builds business skill sets. Yeah. Right, so business skill sets, it's like if you're great at marketing but you don't have the financial prowess, the likelihood that you can lead a company is extremely low. Right. You need to develop financial skills in order to um, get a company up and running, period. Right. right. Because you got to know what's going in, what's going out. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, for the most part, you don't know what's coming in. Right. And you need a lot coming in and very little going out. And right. the way most people handle money yeah. is um, one for one. 
you know, why well, make it I give? And then the idea of saving. Right. And that like contrary to saving, you have investing. Kanye Kanye is like, guess who's my guess who's my CFO? Remember that you watched the interview with Joe Rogan? Mm-hmm. It's like guess who's my CFO? Me. I'm my own CFO, he said. I believe it. I mean but but you think about it like this, right? What what Kanye West is proving is you you can be uh, like like Jay Z has this thing where he says I'm a business I'm not a businessman I'm a businessman yeah Jay Z is a corporation yeah Kanye West is a business Kanye West is a like business. Kanye West is a business he may have people that work for him work with him but for the most part what Kanye West is doing is the same thing Elon Musk is doing Elon Musk runs all of his companies Jay Z has companies run for him mm-hmm. so if you think about it from a perspective of residual income. Right, like um, Jay Z would technically be making more, but since you have people like Kanye West and Elon Musk, like I told you before, they're infusing their companies with their own personalities. Right. So they're literally growing themselves into the entities you see. Right. You can watch Elon Musk. You can look at Elon Musk and see SpaceX. You can see Tesla. You can see the Boring Company. You can see his companies. Right. Um, on the flip side, so you're saying Kanye- you can't see anything Jay Z owns yeah. outside of his. own personal brand right. that says Jay-Z. But you say, so Kanye, Kanye and Elon Musk have personality-driven companies, right. and Jay-Z has systems-driven companies. Right. right. And, and the thing is, is like now it's easy to have a personality-operated um, um, personality system company. But Elon Musk is at a different level, though, because he has both. He has, he has personality-driven companies, and he has also per, like, companies that he doesn't run. Yeah, but Kanye West is already, I mean, uh, like, valued at a billion dollars just from a deal with Adidas. Anything about right. this thing he has with Gap now, right. and all the other things that he's doing, the, the you know, architecture, uh, architectural company he's designing, in, or yeah. starting out. Those, those so terms, so right? valued at a billion dollars in assets, but, like, his actual income is, like, 10 million, 15 million. Yeah, but I'm wrong. Jay Z, like Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah. Jeff Bezos doesn't actually have all those billions. That's just what Amazon stock is worth based on how Amazon sells today. Right. Like if, if Jeff Be- if Amazon took a hit for whatever reason, like let's say we get a video of Jeff Be- Jeff Bezos like being a pedophile or some shit, those stocks drop immediately. He's no longer the richest man in the world. Right. Right. So on the flip side, like these Saudi princes who actually own mountains of fucking gold, they have actual money. Like the queen actually has money. Like all of this other shit these people out here doing is like, it, it's, it's, it's manipulating a trust system. You're manipulating credit. It, like a thing is worth mm. what you say it is because you say it is. There's mm. nothing to actually back it up. So Jay-Z could take a hit and that billion dollar net worth he's, um, he's acquired, like based on what his companies are worth, doesn't mean shit. The same thing with Kanye West, like he can have a scandal until until but you, so you're talking about they're creating potential they're their reputation they're able to use potential, but they don't like until they liquefy those assets, then they don't actually own shit right I mean okay, so like Elon Musk has created new technologies like that's actually worth something that's why Elon Musk is worth more than Jay Z or um Kanye West. Because Elon Musk has created, um, like, he's actually innovated. So the iPhone, <coughs> excuse me, they just sold over a billion units, like, officially, right? Um, the iPhone changed the way the world functions. So if you think about the impact of the iPhone versus the impact of a Jay-Z or a Kanye West, like, I don't care about your entertainment agency company. That didn't actually help humanity. You didn't change the way the world works. You um, move within pop culture. Most people think pop culture because that's what we're taught to focus on. But if you think 
um, innovation, um, changing the way people do things for the better, that, that's where you actually have impact. That's where you actually get wealth outside of energy, right? Um, so when you think about how Elon Musk thinks versus the Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos may have more money, but um, uh, Elon Musk has added more value, right? And from a cultural standpoint, bigger impact. Uh, Jay-Z may have more money, but from a cultural perspective, Kanye West is adding more value. Kanye West is adding change. Jay-Z is using the system, right? So, you know, what a lot of people try to do is go into business without understanding the, the different mindsets you have to have toward business. Right. If you can't break down how, like, how businesses function and why, then, you know, how do you make that work? They're, they're, both, do, they're both, like, doing fantastic. It's more about their personality and how they manage it. Because it's like, there's not a right way, like... Well, because personality, like Andy Warhol, 15 right. minutes of fame. Right. It's how everybody gets. I mean, everybody will have it. Mm. Right? So you can get 15 minutes of fame when you do it. Right. You extend, you make it 30. Mm. Then you take a 30, you make it 60. Mm. And then you make it an hour. And if it only lasts an hour, it only lasts an hour. But you take that hour and you get everything you can from it. Right. right? Because most people take that 15 minutes and it's gone. And Just they remember that thing they did that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people's 15 minutes is in high school. Mm. Right? Mm. Because they never think, think like people. Right. So right. philosophy. You should really like check out. Um, I will start with like Alan Watts and then, you know, Terrence McKenna and then go to like the older philosophers. Uh, Jordan Peterson is a modern day philosopher, right? Like what he does is he speaks from uh, the modern uh, psychological perspectives. Right. He cites um, uh, Carl Jung a lot, right? That dude was a philosopher. Right. right? And they are who we're looking at now because they provide some sense of logic. But the problem is, is the human experience is so intertwined with social dynamics. It's very difficult to develop and maintain a sense of self individuality without thinking of everything and everyone else first. Right. Because we think with the, the FOMO perspective, like you know, if you don't have these experiences that other people have, you're somehow not winning. Like how you said that you want to do the thing with the jet and like pretty much live on a private jet and take your family. I have no interest in that shit. Right. And it's not to say it's a bad thing. Right. It's to say that for me, um, it is, it's, 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 it's an extremely extravagant and expensive way to live that doesn't make sense for my personality. Like, I, I, and I don't think people who have, and, and not like to be disrespectful, people who have respect for money will waste it like that. Right. That's extremely wasteful. Well, it depends which one you look at it, though. Because, because you're going to have a mansion, right? Why do you have a mansion? Do you don't want a mansion? You have a private jet in a mansion. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying, do you want to mention you? No. Okay, so so how do you want to live? Do you, do you uh, want to live luxurious or not? I mean, yeah, but what, I guess what my version of that would be, it wouldn't be a mansion. What would be your version of luxury? luxury? My, my version of luxury? Yeah. Um, a high rise in a major city. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what, like, so but I it, pay, it's going to be... I pay, like, 1.2 million a year in D.C. I mean, 1.2 million on a cell in D.C. That's right. what, like, um, like $8,000 a month. Right. I, I, I can put actual numbers to these things. I have no interest in mansion. I don't want to have to cut grass. I don't ever have to smell grass. Right. Right. So, so for example, you're in a high rise, eight thousand dollars a month, right? Right. That, um, I own, that I'm buying, that I built equity. That you own, that you built, right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I could get, I could get like, the same amount of space and time and happiness for eight thousand dollars if I if I spend that in Mexico, I get a lot more, right? Right. But when I'm talking about a jet, right? It's not. It's not about being extravagant. It's about the mobility of it. I mean, well, okay. So you, what I'm talking about is money right now, right? Yeah. So that is, and will always be, um, 
a um, art number not working right now. Uh, a liability. The amount of the amount of money you're gonna spend in your high rise. I'll the probably, money that I can make out of my high rise because again you have to repair a jet, you have to fuel a jet. Right. Right. Like you, you have to pay for um, like the, the time the the the, um, the uh, I can't it's not docking at an airport that's what, that'd be a shit. You're gonna you have to, you have, you have to pay for the, the the fees to actually like house your jet. Right. Like but the the amount of expense in that that's almost as much as a yacht. Right. Right. Like that's like. Like people who have that kind of money are not in the millions. Those people are like not in the tens of millions. You have to be in the hundreds of billions to justify those kind of things. Thirty-five million dollars is not. It, it depends. To... It depends how you use it, though, because I've been thinking about it quite a bit. Okay, so so like if I, if so, I make so what are, what are your expenses to to own a jet? What kind of jet do you want to own? Because you want a private jet. What kind of jet do you want to own? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't have the the kind yet, but um, I gotta talk to my boy Andrew about that because he's a mechanic, airplane mechanic. So he, he was telling me some ideas about kinds of jets, right? But like, I can come up. You can you can you can make a business out of anything, right? So what what, what business do you want to? What business do you have that will get you a private jet that you can live on? Um, and, and like like I, I don't know because I don't know if you like put these numbers together, but I'm saying I haven't no, but okay, I, so but like, that's the goal. I'm I'm, I'm, homie just, like, I'm developing the goal. Like, like I think like three hundred million dollars out of his last startup, right? Yeah. He doesn't even have that kind of money to have like a private jet. Like that shit is like stupid fucking expensive, right? You're talking, you know, a billion, two million a year. Like if you only use that shit to fly within the United States, like the the kind of like jet fuel, right? Like a private plane, cool. But you want like what is that like that Jeep? Well, how, how much? But but you not now you're factoring in like. A lot of uh, a high amount of travel, right? So let's say if I you take. You want to travel around the world. Yeah. So let's say. So let let's let's say let's say I take I take one trip and I go to a different country every other month, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's not a lot of fuel. I'm not traveling every day. I'm not traveling every week, right? Yeah, that is a lot of fuel for a jet because you're going to you're traveling to a country a month. So you well, first of all, you're living in a different place every month, and right. you have a jet, right? And then you have to consider like weather conditions, those kind of things. That's what I'm saying. Like you're not thinking about. What, what actual jet ownership is like you're thinking about um having a jet like take the logistics in mind right? right like what happens when a wheel on your jet is broken or the wing needs repair that shit is not cheap it's like not getting getting a, a wheel repaired on a jet is going to cost you um uh, tens of thousands of dollars and that's just a guess it's right. a fucking jet if it's a nice jet if you have some bullshit I guess. Right. But even then, you have to have your wings repaired. You have to have mechanics and checkups, just like you would for a car. Right. That is a liability through and through. In right. order to get to a point where you own a jet that way, you need to have a like to 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 gain so much an interest in the investments you have. You can justify that kind of purchase. You don't have thirty. But now, now you're, you're talking. It. You're talking about it from an individual point of view. No, I'm talking about it from a practical point of view. This isn't. Like yeah, no. You're practically practical, practical individual. Right. So, so we're talking about like having having a whole business that takes care of the jet. So why would you know the business I mean? take care of the jet? Because it'll be functional to the business. So what does the business do that requires a jet that flies from like one country to the next for? Like every month, like what business can be profitable? What that's the answers. Business? That's the answers I still need, but that don't mean I'm gonna let go of that dream just because I don't have the answers yet. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I, I get I get where you're going with it, but what I'm saying is is like, I'm creating I, I, an I, ideal future for me. So you're creating your lifestyle, yeah. But like for from a business perspective, you have to think about like 
like the the like like where most people don't do well in business is they they dream their way to a thing versus applying business uh, sense to it, right? That's right. like the, the, the phrase business sense. But we're talking about two separate things. No, no, we're no, talking no. about a goal. You're talking about like business. I'm t- and then I'm and I'm putting it uh, together. Okay, so this, this is what I'm doing. And I'm saying and I'm saying how, how to put it together. How to put the goal with the business. You don't. So just, the, you don't. You don't. What you, what you don't put your personal lifestyle with your business. That's why you separate professional from personal. And what you're doing now is you're taking a a, a thing that you're doing on a personal level and you want to um, uh, make that a part of your business. But what I'm saying is, is if you think like a business person. Um, you would actually figure you know out the you know numbers. you know what semantics means yeah okay how how do how how would you explain semantics um saying the same thing in a different way well it's really it's really a picture right because you have a picture of something we could say business and because you have more business acumen you have a picture of a business that's different from no, when i, I have, say I have a when i say let me finish set. let me finish you have you have a different picture of what a business is if i let's say a more concrete example right mm-hmm. let's say you say cat right or dog let's say the dog if i say dog and we both say dog we're thinking about a different picture of a dog right so so when i have a conversation with someone the main thing is get this clear but why aren't you, but you're the one who plays like 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 you, you you I mean you like you you're talking about linguistics and how you speak to people and, and you know you've learned to instrumental speak. language. Right, instrumental language. Right. Okay, so in order that again that's what I was saying to you earlier. Yeah. Instrumental language only works on people on the people you learn to target. So but when it when comes you have more flexible language. When it comes when it comes to when it comes to this conversation here, mm-hmm. like when it, we're trying to make an actual connection mm-hmm. because you're trying to like grow together in this conversation, it's like creating a mastermind. You want to have the same picture, right? But that's the point. You don't want the same. Well, we don't have the same picture. And then, and, you know, and then speaking to Jordan Peterson, in order to um, to to better define your goals, to find the sense of purpose, to find the sense of self, um, or to find the answers, if you just want to keep it super basic, um, it's actually better to have conflict. If you think that business meetings are a bunch of people who agree with each other, for the most part, what it is, and like I said, is surround yourself with aces. You don't want the king queen jack 10 you want a bunch of fucking aces because you have those mentalities in a room and the person who makes the most sense will actually take the business in the best direction mm-hmm. and that's how you decide you decide like a, a tim ferris a tribe of leaders that's what a tribal leader is leaders are it's not like like i, I don't believe leadership is a skill set that can be taught it's a way of being mm-hmm. like you are a leader you are a businessman right. it's not like like, like you can give yourself the skills you need to be in that space, but like again, you you need to continue to add skills, and those skills have to adapt to whatever right. environment you're in, whatever product service you sell. Right. I mean, it's 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 so. But much but more. so 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 let's say what what I'm trying to what I'm trying to put across here is like for communication is like you have a bridge, I have a bridge, we're creating this bridge, it's coming together in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you want to challenge me or if I want to challenge you. We have to be able to have some sort of common understanding to be no, able to No, we don't. That's the point of being that challenging. No, to be able to be able and, to and move. In order to, in order to come to to in order to come to a space where um, we can move beyond, right? But in this case, um, it, it's more um, because what I'm doing is I'm not necessarily saying like, "Hey, um, this is your way of thinking. This is my way of thinking." I don't talk like that. I talk with dominance, right? Like that's just my language patterns. And you're speaking about uh, moving, like. Um, with like a, like a leader and you like a player and you have things right you have player energy right mm-hmm. so from where I'm at it's like I can hear you and I hear what you're saying 
and then I'll ask you why you do it that way. And if it makes sense, I'll say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. If it doesn't, then I'll question it because questioning the things that don't make sense to me is what I'll do. And if I get an understanding after you've answered, cool, if not, fuck it. Mm. But what I'm noting is, is you haven't actually taken the time to uh, consider um, why you want to do any things that you do and how it will work in the actual world. Because there's this, this the, the, like the, the, the dreamer aspect of all the things are actually stopping you from getting it. Like if you want to get that shit, the only thing you have to do is figure out how is literal steps. And then this shit is easy. What you're doing now is you're making it harder for yourself. I'm not saying you can't have what you have. I'm saying it makes more sense for you to figure out what that actually looks like because it's still not $35 million in two years. You don't need that much money to do what you want to do, right? You need, like, like even, you can, I would never buy a fucking jet because it's a terrible investment. Um, like, you could lease one, in which, you know, that's what most rich people do, and then that puts you in a position where you have to think about how much, um, like, how much do you have to make, and what does your credit look like, have to look like in order for you to get that thing? That's it. You don't need $35 million to do that shit, right? I mean, you could easily do that with, you know, like fucking a million dollars a year, if that is just the fact that you wouldn't have shit left over, right? As far as investments and those kind of things, there are very few investments that you'll be able to make now that will get you to a point where you can have um, 35 million that you can make liquid when you want to. Like, I'm like, that's like two years. That's a very short period of time from a business perspective. That's a lot of fucking money. I'm assuming this year I can get myself, yeah, like, you know, to the hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar revenue um, area, like territory. Um, not, not this year, like this quarter, right? And then, like, after you pay taxes, which are fucking ridiculous, especially if the Biden wins. Um, you know, you think about like business expenses, marketing, like how much of that do you actually can take home? It's not a lot, mm-hmm. right? So that's one stream of revenue. I, I take maybe. Out of all of that money, maybe like 25K. And then I have one-on-one. So one-on-one, I actually make more and I control my time. And so working five hours a day, I can easily make $150,000 a year if I do that seven days a week. I don't want to work seven days a week, so I have to add um, 10 of those hours in the rest of the week and figure out how to make that work. And then I can guarantee myself, guarantee myself 150000 And what I pay on taxes than that is a little lower uh, or is a little higher, but I actually make more so that will give me you know close to you know like with the other money like a hundred and fifty thousand take home and then i want to start protein powder so i I have this service that i sell too that's going to be more expensive because of um the product packaging shipping returns like all those kind of things like so you have to think along those lines how much do i make from that right and how much do i want this to grow because i want to grow then maybe i don't make anything from it and i keep putting money into it so it can eventually get to the place I want it to be. That's how you think business-wise. And then when you apply your actual life to it, it makes it so you understand what your personal expenses are. So why do I need to sell this much in online training? Why do I need to sell this much in one-on-one training? Why do I need to sell this much product? Like this clothing line, this thing, that thing. And it gives you an idea of what you need for your actual life. For me to live in an apartment or to buy a condo, because you know, that purchase aspect is extremely important. Um, in city center, um, like that's um, an, an asset that will continue to increase in value because it's in a, in a major American city where uh, the real estate is continuously going up and up and up and up and up. Right. So for me to get a brand new three bedroom condo, um, 
with a Louis Vuitton store under it is a fucking investment, right? I mean, if they move the Louis Vuitton store, I'm still in Washington, D.C., there's no way that $1.2 million I pay for it will ever be anything less than that. So, um, like, in, like, 10 years, when it's worth $5 million because I've dumped a, fuck, a bunch of fucking money into it to make it dope as shit, then I get all of that money back. Right? I don't even have to live in it. I can rent it out and then go anywhere else I want to in the world and still be in a good space. Or I can just move my mama into it because fuck it. You know, I own the property. But, like, that's thinking with a business mindset because it puts you in a position where you can actually, um, like, like, where you can create pathways to get to where you want because you understand, like, how different things work. So, like I said, finance. Um, you have marketing. You just don't see it that way. The way you use it is, like, now I was questioning it, and not to be uh, mean, but now I have context. Like, to, like, pick up girls, I'm like, why would you waste your time with that shit? You could use that same thing to help you reach your goals. Like, girls aren't important. You can, you get money and bitches will come, right? And then you'll see how phony hoes are, and you don't care anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when you find a good woman, it's like, oh, work, keep her, right? And the rest of these women just seem like a waste of time. It's like, why would I ever give my time to that? But most people never leave that superficial layer because there's the idea that if I have this kind of person, I'm somehow more successful, which is, like, a, a weird way of um, um, diminishing, diminishing a person's worth in order to uplift yours is so it is so lame, right? Like like if I have this beautiful woman, like let I, let me show my friends what I got, and right and if, and if I, I'm you know with all of the women I deal with, all these very beautiful women and other people look at them like other guys will say things like this. I was out this summer. And his dude was with his friends, this super weird orange Trump looking motherfucker, right? But he was like buff and he had hair, but not really. Uh, like this dude, like I was out with my girl and this dude like kept like saying shit to her. And it was just like, I sat there the entire time and I let him talk. And then I was just going like back and forth, like, oh yeah, whatever. And then he would say little things to her, like, yeah, I've had a girl like you, so on and so forth. And I just sat there and I'm like, kind of like, all right, whatever. And then I stood up. And like, this is when I was kind of working out, right? And then they looked at me and then he immediately realized I could have fucked him up anytime I wanted to because he had like this fake buff, right? And I was like, oh yeah, dude, like all the creatine you drink. Time to go. The what? It's at 12.59. All of the creatine you drink cannot help you, what would not help you right now, right? right? So I actually have military trained hand-to-hand -hand combat um, I can shoot five firearms. I keep forgetting. Uh, I keep forgetting about that. Right. You're, you're so, military. So with that, like this dude realized in that moment, I could have fucked him up. Yeah. And I said nothing. Right. That's male posturing. Like right. I let him talk. Right. And then I walked away. And the first thing my lady said to me was like, "I like how you handled that." Right. Like most guys would have um, got out of their comfort zone. Like how you said that you used to talk to uh, girls when they're with their dudes and that kind of thing. Right. Like. I would look at that and, and respond with like so much dismissive alpha energy like what the fuck is this shit like open disgust that it, because like like no man who respects uh, himself would ever bring himself to disrespect another person like that, right. right? Like that's that like that that is 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 detestable to the degree where where you like like you like this person has no value of like human mm. life, right? Mm. Because what you're doing is you're diminishing someone else's uh, character in order to uplift yours. And you're doing it to not only the woman, but the man too, because you're showing there's no respect for the relationship. 
Right, and, and that's why I like this this, this game. Is unless like, unless you don't have all the information yet. You don't need all the information. No, 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 no. Right? Here's the thing. Yeah, no, here's here's where I'm coming, bro. There's a guy with the girl, right? Right. You don't know them. You don't know if that's her brother, her friend. You know what right. I mean? Until you know that that's her man. But you see, your, you see a man with her. I know, but so so, so you treat like like what like 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 the sensible thing to do is to see a man with a woman, and then you treat that woman as if she's with that man, and then when you address him, you address them as together. And if they're not together, they'll say they're not together. Right. And then you can be flirtatious and open and whatever else the case is. Right. But if it's being flirtatious and open first, what that is is showing um uh, like disrespect to um the person that's there with her. Right. It makes no sense. Like right. I mean, it, it's like that's looks like bad social skills. Right. Like if you if I see a man with a woman, I'm immediately going to assume they're together. If I see him, you know, um, cross his legs and flip his hand, yeah. I'm like, oh, he sucks dick. I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I have full intentions of going in here and and speaking to them both. Like, hey, hey, what's up? What's going on? And then you know he's gonna look at me like, oh, for me. And yeah. you're like, oh, what's your name? And such such. Um, ask him first, right? Yeah. And then immediately go to her, ask her name, maintain eye contact, um, you know, go through all of the motions. Like, oh, yeah, I saw you two sitting over here. And then make sure I engage with him. That he knows he's still a part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, really focus my attention on her. Let her know what's going on. Like, oh, I was just wondering what you were drinking. So, oh, yeah, you know, I'm drinking such and such. So, are you going to buy me one? Oh, no, it just looked good. Yeah. And then turn around and walk away. Like, I'm not buying you a fucking drink. I don't know you. Right, right, right. You know, at least put myself in a position where yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, you know, uh, I've introduced myself and I've showed some level of interest. So he likes me because I engage with him, right. right? He's like, okay, well, you know, this, this this dude is bold. He came over, he talked, right? Yeah. Um, you know, she um, will think I'm funny or an asshole because I wouldn't buy her a drink. But one or the other, her friends gonna laugh like, oh my gosh, I can't yeah. believe you did that because most dudes are, can I buy you a drink? Yeah. Or they do that, the game shit, where it's like, you never buy a girl a drink. Right. And then I'll, I'll buy you a drink if I feel like it. Right. Like, if I'm in a position where I like you enough to do something for you, I'll do it, but right. I'll do it without reciprocation. It's yeah. just like, hey, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? And then send it over, talk for a little bit, like, okay, cool, and leave yeah. when I don't want to be in the conversation anymore. Because right. I'll always not want to be in the conversation anymore. Right. I, I very rarely fall into a situation where I'm talking to somebody. I'm like, oh, well, let's just keep this shit going forever. Yeah. And especially if I'm meeting with some girl and I'm out and about with other people, there are other people I meet. Right, right. The social skills. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in the community, like, you will be, you will be called what they call a natural. You know what I mean? Because you develop, you develop these things on your own. Like, you don't have to use instrumental language. You kind of became the person over time. Well, okay, so I mean, you, you use that term. Uh, and then, and then, and then, one more, one more thing. Language. One more thing. When we're talking about, like, when you said your main thing was growth, mm -hmm. that's like super rare. Like, most people have a personality need over like a spiritual need when they're when they're growing up, when they're three years old. Mm -hmm. Like, most people are not like that, bro. Like, you got, mm -hmm. you got, yeah, you got to remember that. Like, you're you're not fucking, you're a fucking unicorn. But like, you know how you get like that. How? You just talk to people who are like that. Like I said, law of association. You know right. what I mean? Like you have the law of determinism. Were your parents like that when you were growing no, up? No, my no. parents were how they were, and I questioned it. I was like, oh, that shit is stupid. Yeah. So right? you were just like, a questioner. You, 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 develop, you develop a philosophical mind. Like yeah. stoicism is a, is a set of practices. Yeah. Right? Autism? Stoicism. Stoicism. You said autism. Like, so you were <laughs> like what? So you were a stoic like at three years old? I mean naturally. I mean well, I think I think I think you know um, they, like personalities are, are rarely accounted for um, in childhood because they try to make us all the same. Right. The problem with society is conformity. Society teaches you how to think, how to be, who you are, 
And what most people end up doing is raging against society um, because that's not who they are. So we have all of these conversations about all 178 genders and whether a child can determine their um, sexuality or gender at like two or some stupid shit like that. Like, motherfucker, you, you don't know you know what you want to eat for breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, you can't cook for yourself. Right. Like, you haven't had an erection. How do you know whether you want to keep it or not? Right. right? I mean, right. as far as switching it out for a vagina. Or, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous it's place stupid, to go but to. That, that's, how, that's how lost we are with, yeah. uh, uh, like, when you have systems of normalcy that says, this is how a person should be, and this is what that should looks like when you're excellent. Yeah, right? excellent is a very individual thing. Success is a very individualized thing. Mm. I, like I said, like I don't want to jet. Yeah. I think I think I think that's extremely frivolous, and I'm bored with traveling. Like I'm I'm over it. Like I want to like build a home, um, like put my woman in it, bring my daughter, and just leave all nothing alone. Um, I'm willing to send them off traveling. They can gallivant wherever they want. Yeah, and I'll. Occasionally go, but for the most part, I'm just still, man, I'm over it. Yeah. One thing I realized when I was in the military is everywhere you go, people are the same. Culture doesn't change people. Culture just puts a different, um, a different filter on how people are. Mm. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter if you're in sub-Saharan Africa or in the ritziest part of, um, you know, um, Barcelona, right? It's all the same shit. It's just people doing it different ways. And you may have access to things here that you don't have here and vice versa. But, um, like, humans are pretty much the same everywhere you go. Like, when the opportunities we have here. So what does that mean there? When people are the same everywhere you go? Dive into that. Why? What, what, what does it mean? I mean, it means, like, you know, like humans aren't that interesting. Culture isn't that interesting. Mm. I mean, what what what's more interesting, all things considered, is our individual perspectives. And you know, like over the years, I've discovered that most people don't have their own perspectives. Like individuality is actually a very rare thing because it's it's, it's like creativity. Everyone thinks they're creative because they can um, color something a different color. It's all creativity, right? Mm. Well, the creative person um, or people are the people who created the things you can color on and the mm. colors you're using. Mm. That's creativity. Creativity is, you know, um, making things different. It's, it's actual innovation. And most people can't even be innovative with their own lives. You know, they, 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 they don't think in, um, in, in technicolor. They think but you got, you got the white straight. You color. got different pillars of hip hop though. You know, yeah, you, got the, you got the artist, you got the artist who's the creator, and then you got the DJ who just rearranges everything. And then you have art, um, artists who are DJs. Right. And then you have like the dancers who just dance yeah, around the music. Yeah, DJs and dancers, and they do all that too. Right, but like not everybody's the same personality. Yeah, I mean, but that, I mean, the point is, I, so this, I had this conversation the other day. So, what's inferior versus superior? Because these are things that we don't talk about anymore. Like, I can look at a wolf pack and say, well, wolf pack is more inferior, superior to another wolf based on the results they get, and you can use that to nature. Like, what we what we've done now is we we become uh, so sensitive to. All the things, all the people feel, the way we handle people is like, oh, well, if this will hurt your feelings, it's not acceptable to say, mm. right? But if I'm a wolf and I don't feed my cubs, I can't risk um, hurting that deer's feelings because I ate the fawn. Sorry, motherfucker, that fawn had to be eaten in order for my you know, cubs to be fed. That's right. nature. Right. And, we, and like humans were saying that we're somehow above nature mm. and we prove ourselves to 
well, we prove that, we disprove that on a regular basis. Right. Like, like you need some level of, of hardness on not only yourself, but everyone else in order for it to make sense. So personality doesn't mean shit. Personality is a choice. But then, but then we justify it in other ways. And then like, it seems like we're telling the truth, but we're really not. I mean, truth is perspective. Facts are life. Like facts are difficult to get away from. Like this bitch is solid. That's a fact. Like physics will say it's energy and it's all vibrating at a certain point, but the energy is creating a solid object, right? The air between us is not, right? That's a fact. Like we know these things to be facts, right? All of the gases in the room right now, there's multiple gases, things that we know of, things that science hasn't discovered yet, just a bunch of shit happening around us, right? Fucking facts. Who you are as an individual, that is not a fact, that's a choice because you are consciously aware of it. If you're consciously aware of something that's mutable, that means um, you decide what you want that to be. Like if this is your personality and um, you don't like those things and you just do different shit, you can't make this different. Like right. this is this is this is going to remain a solid unless you go through um, like a bunch of processes like um, burning into ash and then liquefying the ash and shaking that up and then making it something else or like. Uh, grinding into sand and then taking the sand and mixing and making it mud and then like trying to get it to a point where it'll remain a solid which is a lot of fucking work right but it's the same way with the fucking personality mm. right you just decide how you want to be and be that person but in order to decide who you want to be you have to decide exactly what all of this shit is to begin with like it like there, there's no real perspective of the world you can't have a perspective of self like you said earlier, like you can't have happiness without sadness. And most people um, always look outward. It's like, look at all of these things. Like, if I have this thing, I am successful. With no idea, with, you know, uh, they, they haven't decided who they are. Mm. Mm. You know? Right. And that, that's the trick to all this, like, self-help shit. I haven't, I haven't decided who I am. Decide. I mean, you can just look at the rest of life. You, are, you have a worldview. Right. Like, you look at the rest of the world. So what you do is, is you look at the world, and you say, okay, well, um... This is what I want to do in the world. What kind of person does these things? Yeah. And most people think they want to do it through like business and money and all that other kind of shit. I guess. You don't have to. I'm, I'm, I'm a business and money dude because I, I just am. And I've been avoiding it for the most part. Like I don't, I don't care. As for the most part, this is what will happen. Either um, we'll take the information we exchange and we'll do something with it or we won't. And, you know, it, it's easy to determine whether information is valuable or not based on... Um, how it uh, impacts you emotionally. Like, right. either you get into a space of discomfort or um, you go into an aha moment if it's worth anything. Right. If it makes you uncomfortable, it's letting you know that um, you disagree with that information um, for fill in the blank, whatever reason. It could be because it challenges you or it can be because um, you genuinely just find it offensive, right? And it teaches you something about yourself, right? Right. And the aha moment is genuinely like, oh, this shit is just great, right? Like, that, that's greatness. Those things really happen, right? So, other than that, it's just like most people engage, make conversations, talk to people, um, because it's what people do. The same thing is no different than, um, you know, watching television or reading books or, you know, um, learning how to um, uh, knit uh, mittens for kittens and you don't have a fucking cat, right? People just do shit to do it because 
they, the, the, the idea of uh, um, having this exchange will somehow make it valuable because we did it. Mm. Fucking stupid. There's no purpose behind it. Right. Right. I mean, I'm saying like, like I feel like at this point we we over so many things. I think it, it will be valuable conversation. But right. for the most part, people just you know, like you surround yourself with like friends, a bunch of friends, right? And then you have to ask yourself like reasonable questions, right? Like if you have a purpose, if you have goals, if you if you have a sense of self, um, how are we helping each other? Like every wolf in the pack is helping other wolves. I think I think another another way to look at that would be like look at every person as an opportunity to either learn something or get something or give something. You know what I mean? Right. But if you have purpose, then you get to look at each other and say, How are we helping each other get to where we want to be? Right. That that that's that's another though. That's another. No, that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, like from the perspective of everybody can offer something. So that that'll be that'll be how to, how do yeah, we collaborate? The, the, the hobo on the street yeah. can offer something. You can teach me. I want to be a hobo. How how do we match? How do we align? How do we collaborate? I mean, I that's, guess, but you can't collaborate with everybody. You don't match with everybody. You don't align with everybody. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why that's why I was thinking about your your uh, deck of cards angle, right? If if I have a deck of cards and I'm classifying people as deck of cards as decks of cards it's like at what point do i not want to have certain cards in my deck right right like i wouldn't have anything from like below uh nine it's like why would i do that because i'm putting myself in a position where um, i have people that that i'm giving my time and attention to right that that i am putting in front of other people um just to do it because jim Rohn, jim Rohn used to say this thing is that some people there's two things. First, people. First of all, some people you can spend one hour with. Some people you can spend a whole day with. Some people you can spend a whole week with. Some people you can spend a whole month with. Mm-hmm. Some people you can spend a whole year. Some people you can spend a lifetime with. Right. Depends who it is. And the second thing is when you're dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Some people you can work with individually, mm-hmm. and some people you work with in groups in a group right. setting. So when you divide it in that way, then it but makes you, more you, sense. You, I mean, you got thirty five hundred dollars a year, and you live on a jet. That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 like the, that that mindset applies to people who are, I, I guess, coming into a space where they want to learn how to deal with people. But if you think about it from the angle of, like, you want to live on a jet and have thirty five million dollars, what kind of people are you dealing with? You're not dealing with motherfuckers who are anywhere below, like. It depends. it depends what kind of business you're going to get into. Right, but if you're in that kind of business, then you still need to be dealing with people who do that kind of business, right? Like, as, as, as a person who owns a business who generates that much revenue... So, for right? example, so for example, I could start a non-profit, and then I'll be, I'll be dealing with both. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be, I'll be funneling money in from people who have a lot of money and donations, and then they'll get into tax write-off and stuff. And then I so have, the, the kind of people who can give you donations are the kind of, are the, like, let's say queens and up right the the but then but then I'll be also be dealing with people that do the actual missionary work you know because I won't be doing the work I'll be funneling it to missionary work to supplies and stuff like that so I'll be dealing with both kind of people and then I'll, I'll also be being with the actual people just seeing how every stand of my operation works right. so there so you're dealing with both you're dealing with the the aces kings and queens and jacks and then you're also dealing with the twos and threes and fours yeah but i'm not if you're a, like a functional entrepreneur not if you're a functional leader because as a functional leader what you would do is you would delegate you wouldn't do that yourself like you just showed me a thing with diddy the reason diddy pays people as much as he does 
is so he can have them do that for him. But he also he also knows how every little part of his business works because he has people who come to him, like King Louis the Fourth, the Fourteenth, right? And so, like uh, they call him the Sun King. What he would do is he would have the different people in his court um, do whatever it was that they had to do. They fulfill whatever their duties were, and then they would come back to him and report however they whatever worked. They yeah. would make requests of him. And he would let them know, you know, like uh, in, in very few words what worked, and he would consider all of the information he has. That's how kings run their kingdoms. A king that isn't, a, a king isn't going to every village in his domain to reassure that every duke is running it as they should. Like, that's not how it works, right? right. Like, you have the dukes come to you and let you know how things are operating mm. in order to make the best decision for the machine in a whole. Right. You run the kingdom from the from the tower. You don't run the kingdom from the yard. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that's, that's not how businesses operate. So, like, to your deck of cards analogy, I do believe that it's important to determine the, the 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 kind of relationships you want to have and um, the quality um, uh, of those relationships based on your goals, right? Because you have to think about what um, a two of spades is doing with their life versus an ace of spades, right? So in order, and again, this is based off of what you want to accomplish because I, I don't right. have those kind of aspirations. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So to make $35 million in two years, which yeah. is going to, and you, I mean, to make $35 million in two years and to live on a jet and travel to a different country every month, right. like, I mean, hell, like, living in different countries every month can be inexpensive if you live in cheaper countries and most countries are cheaper. But just maintenance on the jet alone is it, like, like again, that's like equivalent to a yacht, yeah. right? Like yachts are way more because you have to man a crew, but the the the, the maintenance on a jet is so high. It, it's it's because you don't want to die, right? Like that's why planes are super safe, right? Because the, the the amount of maintenance they undergo is so frequent, it's so meticulous. It takes like. Uh, what 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 are they called? Um, aeronautical engineers to do them like an air having an aeronautical engineer like those people make what 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 do what you what do you focus eighty percent of your time on the limitations of the idea? That's not the limitations of the idea. That's not that is not the limitation. It's the practicality of it. You think of it as a limitation because that's your perspective of what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is, if I think about it from a practical experience, is breaking down all the players I need in my deck. Because right. as a person who So instead to, instead of talking about the players we need in the deck, we're thinking about like I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the positions each player in the deck plays and exactly like what I have to do. But you're not you're not saying that. You're saying no, what you're I actually am saying, saying that you're taking it in a different way. Because I I don't, I don't use instrumental language. Semantics. Semantics. And you're talking about direct Direct, you know, so when we say direct, though. Well, when I say direct, I say, I mean, it's, it's, it's is easily ingested. Is the message clear, though, when you're, when you're directing it, though? Um, I don't know. I it's mean, not. I, I guess that depends on the ear taking. It's not. It's not good. Because you're, 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 you're blaming me. I'm telling you, hey, let's clear this up. And you're saying, hey, like, I'm being direct. What I'm saying is, like, it's not clear before you're directing it. You know what I mean? So, so when you so when you're saying okay, it, so this is what I'm saying to you. Earlier. So when you look 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 when you when you're trying to communicate a message to me, you're communicating a message, right? Right. So you're trying to explain something. You're trying to give me a message, right? If it's not coming across clear, and I'm trying to clarify, then you're telling me, oh no no, I'm t I'm giving being direct with you. I'm, yeah, I'm telling, telling you. I'm telling you to listen differently because what you use is business language, right? And what I use is business language, which is direct. Right, so there's this idea that uh, to be good in business, you have to be good at sales, you have to be good at persuasion. To some degree, that's true. You only have to understand persuasive tactics, 
right? You understand how it works. And it's not because you necessarily implement them, it's because you want to know when someone is using them against you, right? So if four eight laws of power is thinking strategically, again, thinking like a chess player. So when I'm talking to someone and I see they're using salesman's language only, um, since I'm aware of it, it makes it immediately unattractive. If I'm having an authentic conversation with someone, it's easier to gauge what's going on. Like, you don't read The Art of Seduction to learn how to seduce women. You read The Art of Seduction to learn different personality types and where your personality falls into that, right? And if something is attractive to you, you incorporate that into self, but not at the under the understanding that it will somehow get you more women or something ridiculous like that. And, and, and that's like the difference in how we're communicating because I'm not necessarily trying to uh, convince you of any points because I don't think uh, from the perspective of persuasion. I think like a business person, right? And it's either beneficial or non-beneficial, right? It's superior or inferior. And thinking with that mindset is saying like, okay, well, how do I place these things in a way um, that will make them make sense? Like, like mm. how do I rationalize what I'm hearing right now? Mm. And what I'm and just thinking about the jet thing, right? And it wasn't knocking it. It was giving you a perspective of the deck of cards. Right. In order for you to have a jet, you have to have consistent access to um, aeronautical engineers or uh, whatever they call them, right? So you, you have to have an engineer at that level. That's at least a quarter million dollars a year that those people make. So the expense of having that kind of person work on your um, vehicle is ridiculous because I can think of how much it costs to have somebody repair an Audi, right? right? And, and you take that same perspective to a Lamborghini. A jet is more than a Lamborghini, right? So if I'm gonna pay $27,000 a year um, in maintenance for a Ferrari, and I know that's the actual fucking number for maintenance on a Ferrari, um, if you have the regular maintenance done, you can only take it for, to Ferrari dealerships. I know exactly what I'm getting myself into. Like maintenance for a jet, I know is more than the fucking Ferrari because the the things that jets do are right. more advanced than a fucking so, so for me for me it's more about so, like, like think about getting clear thing. getting clear with the actual numbers which you already know uh-huh. uh then actually thinking if those numbers are gonna be a deterrent because they're not i'm not saying it's a deterrent yes. if you're thinking i never said it was a deterrent i said like this is the kind of people i need in my deck so for me like let's say that ferrari um that ferrari level mechanic I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you're saying it is. I'm just explaining to you the way I see it. I know what I'm saying is just challenge that perspective because that perspective doesn't make sense. That, like, how does it serve you? Like, you have a perspective that that puts you in a set, a mindset where like it went, it, it, it leans towards pessimistic, and it's like, oh, why would you choose that? Because you can think about it how I'm presenting it and say like, oh, well, yeah, I can think of it this way, but it actually gives purpose to your money. You know what I mean? Because you're thinking about what you're doing with it. You want to make all of this money without any real mindset to what you actually do with the money. And I'm saying like, you don't need as much money as you think you do to do what you want to accomplish, but you need way more money than you think you do to live the life you want to live. Like those are two totally different things. To accomplish the lifestyle you want is one thing, but to live the lifestyle, I mean, to accomplish the lifestyle is one thing, right? But to maintain it and to grow it, you have to think from a more expansive standpoint, Donald Trump's um, Art of the Deal book, in the first chapter he covers this shit, you think big and you move practically. Like you don't just think big and not actually go through the steps because mm-hmm. there's no context. Like right. you mentioned context, right? Right. So that the, the cost, and this is what I'm saying, so your deck is far higher than mine, right? Right. You, you will not be in a position to deal with anything between two and 10 Unless, unless, unless I have people like you on my team 
that think that way. Right, not like, like don't, I don't like, not like the way you're describing it. Like, I'm not, I'm not welcoming you to my team. No, I just I'm need someone. The way just, you say that, like, be on your team as if I would be like, like I mean, like I would associate with you. Like, I would no, I just need, I just need, I just need someone practice that things the way you do practically. I'm not inviting you. You know what I mean? Like, so, so there, so there you go. See, what I'm trying to tell you is this. Look. I see what you're trying to do. You, you're trying to give the information. What, no, I'm, what, what, I'm, what I'm, I'm, I'm challenging your thoughts. You're not listening. You're not listening. What, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to tell you is, I'm trying to, I'm trying to ask you to clarify, clarify for me in a way that I can understand it. And then you're saying, oh no, you're wrong. I'm no, like, I'm saying, think, I'm, I'm saying like, um, no. I'm, 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 I'm telling you to think on my level, like the dude said the other day. Yeah. In, in like, order, I think about the dude Chris when he said to you the other day, and I, that was a, a beautiful way of thinking about it because that's what. That's what most people want is for you to simplify a process for them, right? Right. But when you deal with people right. um, who play the game that you want to play, it's more complex. So that simplification means that you have to take your intellect to that space. Like you've explained a lot of things to me, right? Yeah. And I, I've been able to process the information and, and go through the motions. And it's like, okay, cool. But there's the opposite end of that too. You don't always want things simplified because mm. you don't challenge yourself. You mm. can't, like you are mentioning with Tony Robbins, you can't disturb yourself. Like you have to get out of your intellectual comfort zone mm. so you can better process information, mm. right? So think about it that way. It's not a matter of it being challenging to you as a person. It's a matter of the concept of always having things simplified for us makes us stupid. Mm. You become more intelligent when you can um, comprehend more complex uh, concepts. You're like, okay, well, this pro- like like this way of thinking about it, like uh, raises my vibration from a spiritual level. Um, raises my um, uh, my, my social standing from mm. a, a social perspective like you can think so, about that, right? so what you're saying is so so when you when you expand you don't understand it all like so I'm not going to be able to understand you fully of course because you're still expanding on the whole concept yourself but at the same time we're both expanding and then we'll both fill in the gaps like eventually like even even if we don't even fill them out in this conversation but it'll grow our understanding of the thing just by expanding on the topic, kind of like what Kanye does, million million miles at a time. Like, um, and then we're we're expanding it, and we don't have to understand it. It'll just expand on its own, right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully, right? Like you said, hopefully, like we'll be able to use it, utilize it in a way that we can keep expanding. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, but but you know, like I I would say. <laughs> While I think every brain has the capacity to have some level of genius, most people will never get away from subpar, mm. never get far far away enough from subpar to even comprehend the concept of genius, right? Like, like uh, the word excellent is simply a word to other people, but when you actually meditate on it and you really think about what it is to be excellent, right? Like, the, the, the concept is so enlightening in itself. Mm. Like if you actually contemplate what it is to be excellent, it's life altering. It's like, oh, I can be that thing, right? But in order to understand I, you have to understand the concept of I am mm. and how big and small that is. You know what I mean? Like, 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 think about it this way, right? We're sitting here right now, and it's you and I in this room, and then we go up, and we're in the sky with the clouds and we look down right and we can see this right and then we go up again and we're looking at the planet we're still looking down on us but we're nearer to the moon and then we go up again right and then you can see a little bit of the sun you have a view of mercury and venus you know a little bit of mars and then we go out again and then we can see more of the planets more of the sun we keep expanding out more and more and more and more until we're looking at the milky way mm-hmm. right and then we go out 
and then we're looking at another um, galaxy plus our galaxy. And then we go out, and now we're looking at 10 galaxies. And now it's all the galaxies, and we're looking at the universe. And then we go out, and we're looking at uh, multiple universes, right? But we're still looking at us right here. We're still the focus right here, right? And then we go out again, and then we go out again, and we go out again. And, and then what do you have? You just come back to us. You know what I mean? It'll, it'll all just come back to where it started. Mm -hmm. You know, because think about a cell. Think about what it, what it actually looks like. Like they have actual pictures of a cell, not that shit they taught us in school. Cells look like universes. If you look at a picture of the universe, like at least what they consider to be a universe, it looks like a cell system, right? So everything we are is all there is, which means that being you means absolutely nothing, but being you literally means everything. Like you, you are you are everything and nothing all at once, right? Mm. And the smallness and greatness of existence is important. If nature's only function is to make life better, right? Mm. So if survival of the fittest is a rule of nature, then what is it to be of nature? It's to become as good as you can in every fucking you know, like way, shape, and form. And you can apply that to societal perspectives, but I think it is more important to apply that to the individual. And most people never take enough time to consider who they are. Is it never take a moment to consider who you are mm. and whether you agree with society. And when you actually think about society from an individual level, you usually don't. Mm. Like most people don't care about this shit. Right, 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 right. We pretend to care about it because it's all we see. Like people who like genuinely love themselves, like like most people I know don't give a fuck about money. Right. Like money is, is a means to an end. Right. Right. Like, but like for a person like me, I actually care about money, and it's I have to get to a place where. But didn't you say earlier that you didn't care and you want to be able to care? No, no. I said I mean because I'm not the person who I, I don't think money is as important as lifestyle. Right. But I do understand that um, in order for me to have uh, some real love and a sense of fulfillment, but, uh, I need to make that right. it's, it's like super important to me. Right. Um, from, from our individual level, and I don't care about our physical thing. Yeah. Like other people's opinions exist. So, so what do you think? What do you think about this? Because they say like not caring about what people think is the best way to go, right? That's what you used to talk about. That's the best way to go. Right. And I'm going to talk to people. Like like it's always important to me. Because I need to be mindful that a person is going through life just like you are, like. You're gonna have to have your shit. Right. Like, I'm sorry, we're all going through the motion, but I think that it's, it's a bad idea to let the thoughts and feelings of others decide how you react and respond to things. It's important to express empathy. But what if, what if, what if I can use that, like, what if I can use that effectively, productively, that? Because I'm saying I, I, I've been trying to get away from it, from like caring too much about what people. Thing to the point of that it ruins my own happiness. Like, is that something that I need to get rid of, or is that something I can I mean, utilize? Why do you care what other people think? Like, fuck why? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a habit I have. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to change it. I mean, because like know. you know, like you were born the same way you'll die. Alone. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is your journey. Of, but like, but you you telling me that is not going to change my emotional like. Like I mean, no, that's not like, 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 yeah. if, if that's how you're made up as a person yeah. to care about people more than you care about yourself, yeah, question that shit. Fuck that. That's ridiculous. But how, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could tell me till you blue. No, I'm telling you right now. Like, listen, to, like, listen to what you're saying. You're, you're defending a perspective you don't have to have. Remember, personality is always a choice. You get to choose who you want to be, right? And if you think some shit or do some shit that doesn't agree with your like 
Best self, best judgment. It doesn't make so, sense. So, so lo- logic. Alignment. Yeah. You got to make sure everything aligns, man. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you're slow and everything. You, everything will just, just right. Yeah. But I'm saying, yeah, I'm, yeah, saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, listen. Logic, like, logically, it makes sense completely. But I'm then you're just misaligned. I'm not disagreeing like, with you. Like, what you just say, you're, what you're saying, if that's the perspective you have and you are uncomfortable with it, you're misaligned with it, so don't do it. Like, your, 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 your soul is telling you to not do it. Like you're literally and right now you're defending it. I'm like, well, I'm not defending it. I'm not defending. No, I'm saying, but, but think about the language. Let me explain. Language, let right? me explain. Let me explain. I'm not defending it. What I what I did. What I what I'm trying to say is this. You know, you're not even listening. Let me no, explain. No, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. What I'm saying is like, you, like, like, see it from. So you say you're listening, but then you're talking again. Yeah. Look, but look, I mean, but like, let me, let me finish like, my stuff. You told me to listen, but listen, right? So you you responded with uh, defensiveness. It was a, with the defensive patterns. I'm I did, like, I did, but not because I disagree, but, but because I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain right? to you. I'm trying to explain to you what it is. Okay. Like for me, okay. So look, so I understand you logically, 100. percent I agree with you, 100. percent Now, emotionally, I don't know how to get to that point. I'm telling you how to get to it. I just told you how to get to it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like you, you use the word. By you, by you telling me not do it does not give me a I process. I mean, but, that, but that's that's literally what it is. You just don't do it. You don't need a process. Like that, that's how that's why you're like like think about this. You're, it's you're that looking, easy for you, but not for me. Okay, so how else do you go about it? Like, like I don't what, know. What, what, what are the steps? What are the steps you get to to get yourself to a point? Where you don't act a certain way, you don't right. do certain things. You say, "I'm not going to do this," and whenever you see yourself doing those things, you tell yourself to stop doing it and keep doing that until you no longer do the thing you want to do. Right. Like that's it. Just don't do it. Right. Like, like you, you don't like get to a point where you stop eating bad shit because you follow right. this process. You stop eating bad shit because you decide to. Right. You consistently put yourself in a position. Uh-huh. So the, you got parking oh, lots. Oh, okay, yeah, so you can just buy, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got parking ah, lots full of Ferraris. Uh, $5,000 to $10,000 you can get. Look at that, you just discovered something. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. $2,000 bucks on it, $2,000 on it. And then what's and the import? What's the import fee that to bring it to? Oh, I mean, you're going to pay for it. Yeah, you're going to pay out the ass. Listen, look, wait, when you take it to India, a $100,000 car or a $200,000 car, supercars, because it's kind of a luxury bracket. It's not just a basic car. Luxury brackets uh, get a thousand percent tax. So basically, a hundred thousand dollar car in India costs a million dollars. So when the Ambani's got the golden plated Maserati, which was actually a five million dollar car, they paid about 13 million for it. But how, how much to import it? Let's say I buy a Ferrari for 10 grand, how much to import it here? I mean, it depends on the country. That, it depends on the country to country. To yeah. Dubai, Dubai to US. And they don't I don't know. I've never imported a, a car from Dubai to US. Sure. <laughs> I know people what they back. That'd be a good thing to know, right? Because no, no, like, what you do. It'd be a good thing to know if you did. What you do is if you're importing to India. No, if you're importing. Like, why would I do that? Why? Because you're, you're getting like a hell of a deal. Am I getting a hell of a deal? Depending on so what you do is if you want to fill out in India, because the import duty is so high, I buy a little hut over here, right? Uh, in America or in Dubai, I buy a little hut. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I gift you the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you devalue the Ferrari to thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and then you sell your house. Thousand, you sell your house. Mm-hmm. You move to India. Uh-huh. This is the actual paperwork and the actual thing that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Then you move to India, and a devalued car. Your devalued car comes with you as a car that you're just transferring as residence. Mm-hmm. So you're just transferring your car along with transfer of residence, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to pay the thousand. Because <laughs> time, time like takes yeah, much longer. Really? Time like takes much longer, but 
Well, okay, so, so, so but, okay, what he's asking is, is if you wanted to import a car from India to America, like, yeah. what would that cost? And I'm not saying you want to import a car exactly. from India to America. You said you import it from India to because, America. Because here, you're going to... Because gonna, you can get it for cheaper. Yeah, you're going to... Dubai, 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 Dubai to America. Dubai to America. I didn't say India. I said Dubai to America. Yeah, Dubai, yeah. I said Dubai is where you're going to get it for 5000 Why would anyone want to buy it in, in India? From India. Well, I mean, if you buy it from Dubai and you wanted to send it from Dubai to America, what he's saying is, is what would be the cost on that? And I'm under the impression that... I know people, 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 people do from this thing. I mean, Ferraris, if you have to get them, you get them from Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where you're getting them from, the Ferrari factory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bring it down to Dubai. Dubai was the hub, right? Right. So there were things that did go to Dubai and then go to England and then go to India and then go to the US. Mm-hmm. Garments, fabric. Whole bunch of luxury What's items. What's your name? Ty. Ty Jason. Yeah. So this is okay. So this is what happens, right? Like he's an information hub. He's right. been giving us all of this information about all this shit that I would have, I wouldn't have otherwise known. Right. right. And like, like this is like functional information. So like I was just saying earlier, like if you want to get to a point where you have thirty-five million dollars a year and you're living and injecting and those type of things, what you actually do is you break down the processes. So you figure out exactly how to get from point A to point B. And I know Tony Robbins and those people talk about this shit all the time. So that's not just me. Right? So you think about what you want and then you think about what it takes to get you there. Tim Ferriss is huge on reverse engineering. Reverse engineering is actually figuring out what that looks like and then it becomes easier to create because you can break it down in steps. Like what like a million dollars a year is like uh, what is it? Eighty-eight thousand, eighty-eight, um, eighty-eight thousand, um, eight hundred eighty dollars um, a month, right? Like that's what a million dollars a year, a million dollars a year is, right? And then most people like never go through the process of breaking out how to make a million dollars. What you do is you break that into thirty days, and then you break that into whatever else cases. And you see how much money you need to make per day. You can break it down to the hour and that kind of thing, and that gives you perspective of what you need to do with your time in order to accomplish the lifestyle you want. You can literally say, I want to live this way, and then break that shit down from the end point to where you are now and know exactly what you have to do to accomplish that goal. That's the only way to succeed as far as I'm concerned. Like, like we, we, we live in this, this, this hyper-romantic era where everybody magically stumbles upon success. And it's like, yeah, that happens sometimes, and we hear about it a lot, and it's because we live in a media in, in a world where we talk about extremes, we talk about the best books. We don't talk about the other millions of books that no one would ever read, right? We talk about the best ones. We talk about Tim Ferriss, but we're not talking about all the other people who do that shit way better than he does, right? right? Like, like it is, it's just we live in a world of extremes where we celebrate um, um, uh, the, the unusual mm. people in like the vast majority of, 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 of highly successful, rich people. We will never know their names and they don't want to be fucking known. They could care less about being celebrities or being seen or being heard. Um, many of them can live in these neighborhoods. These people have ridiculous sums of money. Like the, the, the billionaire next door isn't. Um, right. It, it, it's, it's not an impossible concept. But that, that's why it's good to listen to people like Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is a functional person. Like he 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 is he he, he, only, he only came out to speak for like a couple of years. Right. But he's been building a business and he came out to speak for a couple of years and then he's retiring. He's just doing it for like three years. Right. Like he he has got an app and stuff. So what he focuses so, on. So so he's 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 a, a like a normal person who comes out and speaks a few years. He has books. He has an app and he has these things. Did you really perceive him as that, or did he brand himself as that? Tony Robbins, uh, like, learned from him as far as like when it comes to getting the uh, building wealth. He's one of the people he interviewed because he grew like his investment firm yeah. from like. 
it's got he's got hundreds of billions of dollars in his in his uh in his fund, right? Yeah. So that's his practical guy. Tony Robbins then came in and he was his life coach, and then he took his knowledge and started teaching it at business mastery. But so like Tony Robbins came in and helped this person who was already making money make more money. Yeah, but right. because because he's a mindset expert. Right. Ray Dalio is the financial expert, right? Right. But you also need help like with your mind. Like when it, when you hit a block with your mind, Tony Robbins is NLP, he's the best at that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the guy that Clinton will call, like when he was having a breakdown, Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. Mother Teresa. You know what I mean? When you could become so an expert. What, what is the goal? To become Ray Dalio or to become Tony Robbins? The goal is to become your best self, whatever it well, is. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is, is in order to reach your goals, which one do you become? Do you become Tony Robbins or do you become Ray Dalio? I become because the it, best me, no, based I mean, on their what information. I'm, what I'm saying based on how they actually live their lives, right? Because what most people do with personal development is you look at personal development as this thing that can help you figure out mindset, right? Um, when a, a different way of approaching it is develop skill sets. So you develop skill sets, and skill sets actually get you paid, right? And then you can hire that Tony Robbins because that's what he did. For Tony Robbins to be as famous as he is, um, like he could pay Tony Robbins to come to him, you know. But it's very unlikely that um, you could easily um, get whatever you said his name is Ray Dalio to come to you, right? Like you have to be at a certain level in order for that to happen, right? right. Because he developed certain skill sets. He like that's the point. Right. It's not to, you know, like like becoming your best self is this endless thing. You can never become as good as you can be. Like I, I'll die, accomplish like like with. The, the like like still trying to accomplish my own excellent self yeah because it's not possible right right so like the the, the, the problem with the, the self-help community the problem with all these people trying to teach us how to think is they don't teach us how to do like I said um, that thinking grow rich has one instruction set a goal for 30 days or maybe 90 days and um, no matter what like you move towards that goal I you didn't have to read shit else in the book like that's the only thing that actually mattered. The perspectives of money um, only boiled down to that one statement, that singular statement. And it's true of most of the information these people provide us. They can make a single fucking YouTube video that right. said, hey, do this thing. Three minutes, good to fucking go carry on with your life. And what we want, because we've been taught to be entertained, like that's how we've been conditioned since we were children, to watch and absorb, to watch and absorb, because we get the dopamine fix from it. But that dopamine fix stops you from doing Mm-hmm. You don't do shit because um, you, you've already ingested enough media, enough um, hype from someone else in which you fuel. You give them your energy. You're literally giving a person your spiritual being, your essence, mm-hmm. when like like you speak their name. Like mm-hmm. um, Ray Dalio, Tim Ferriss, this motherfucker, that motherfucker. I can respect their positions, but only just. I look at them and I say, what did they do to get there? Because that's the only thing that matters. Like I don't like like their mindsets. Great, my life is different. There may be some things that I can take and apply to my life, but for the most part, if I'm not applying um, um, uh, functional skills to my life, I won't get to where I want to be. Right. And that's always true. Mindset only means as much as the skills I have. Like if I'm aware of a thing, like we were just talking about, um, you like caring about what people think. I'm aware of it. That means I can change it, mm. or it's a fact, and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. Right, so if you believe it's a fact that your personality is a set thing, you can't do anything about it. Fuck it, like figure out how to like deal with caring about what people think. Right. If you do not believe that's the fact, that you can change it. Then fucking change it. Right, right. That's it. That's really what it boils down to. But most people never get beyond their emotional selves to mm-hmm. come into an intellectual space where it's just like, well, 
fuck how I feel, who am I? Because you're not who you, like you're not how you feel. How you feel changes. Mm. Like like how you feel changes literally from moment to moment. Who you are is always the same. Your essence never changes, right? And with that, you have so much freedom because you have a core self. And let's just say that core self is vanilla. There's no flavor. There's nothing to it. You can make that whatever you want to be when you come in, and and, and um, when you come and come to terms with the fact that maybe you're God. If you're God and you can do anything you want to with this life that you have as a human being on the planet Earth in 2020, what are all the things that you can do um, that, 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 that genuinely move you? Most people don't know how to use their emotions because we use our emotions as this thing. Um, it's very reactionary, mm. right? It's like, like this is how this thing makes me feel right now. Like um, the idea of, of having a yacht and being surrounded by supermodels and those kind of things from a short-term gratification standpoint sounds great. But like how fulfilling is that going to be if I actually live that life all the time? If right. I'm like living that way all the time, right. then it just becomes normal. Mm-hmm. And we don't think about rich people having all of this money, all these things, and that just being normal for them. The only way that's a constant high is if they're looking down on other people and lording that over other people. When it's just people's standards and it's the way they live, um, it's something that you genuinely want to share. And you spend time with other people who do those things because you want to associate with people and have a sense of belonging, right? So that's how people think with a healthy mindset. It's all of this other shit they've been starting with. Like, who you are is so much more profound than all of this shit around us. Because if we live 2,000 years ago where none of these things were around, would you give a fuck about a private jet? Right? I mean, the likelihood is no. But now that you have access to one, you give a fuck about a private jet. That says a lot about you. So who are you in relation to what you have access to? Who are you in relation to um, like how you can make people feel if you approach making people move with excellence? For me, it's not making people feel good. It's making people think. It's making people genuinely push themselves. That's mm-hmm. what I do, and that's what I do well, mm-hmm. right? For other people, it could be giving empathy, mm. right? Like it, it, mm. it's, it's, it's a very individualized thing. So, I'm not challenging you to. If this is the problem with most people. I'm not challenging you to think like me. I'm challenging you to think like you. And then when you come to terms with who you are and what you think and what you believe, that's when you develop integrity. When you have integrity, you can, you know, go through the world and and give your best possible self in every situation you're in, mm. every scenario you're in. You know your providing the most value to other people's lives because that's your actual intention because that is your you're at the essence of your being and most people never get there because they're either too busy trying to figure it out or um they never think to uh just decide on it Mm. right like if if you if you genuinely come into a space with yourself and you say well who am i you know you don't have to go through this like lengthy four-year five-year this book this movie um, this, you know, um, like psychedelic experience bullshit, like you always know who the fuck you are. It's just a matter of coming to terms with it. Most people won't act on who they are. Mm. Most people won't actually put themselves out there and do all the things they need to do to make themselves feel like they're accomplishing the things in life that, that, that really resonate with them. Mm. So, um, you know, like, like for instance, like your, your thing with like girls and, you know, and all that kind of thing, right? Like what's at the core of that? Like why would you go through all of that trouble? Um, and then, you know, when I think about it, there's this generic thing that people are saying now over Instagram and YouTube and shit, hurt people, hurt people. Because I would imagine mm-hmm. the, the people that you have interactions with, 
to some degree are hurt by these experiences or they have to um emit some level of like like um like 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 uh emptiness in order to have another person come along and and, and say something um that 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 doesn't have any uh passion fire fuel like there, there's no love behind it it's it's you know this this very selfish exchange mm. right i mean from both parties so i'm not blaming you because you're dealing with other people and like if people are about that life then fuck it mm -hmm. but from you know from from a higher standpoint now speaking of spirituality it's like oh well, why would you ever do that like like if you are god and you can create anything you want to as god <laughs> and that equates to you having this like very like short-lived you know um sexual experience with this person that you don't know you don't care about and you feel good about that and then you have to do it again in order to feel good again that that's ridiculous because what you're doing is is, is you as god you're creating you know you know a night a day uh, like a quickie 10 minutes five minutes 20 minutes whatever however it works out with this random person um who means nothing to you and will not help you um fulfill that purpose in your core except that that's not me what do you mean? My main thing is creating relationships. The sex is just part of it. You know why? What I mean? But I mean, but, but as a person who values themselves, like, why would you just have sex with anybody? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't just have sex with anybody. That's your assumption. That's not. No, that's no, not no what I'm saying. saying. I'm saying, but like, but like, okay, so with like me, like, I'm, I'm the kind of dude, like, when I meet a woman, um, I, I evaluate her character, like, um, uh, shortly after assessing her physicality, right? Because I think we all do that as natural. That's, right. that's nature, right? Really? Uh, evaluate her character, then evaluate her goals, and then you know, and then I'll start measuring the chemistry between us. And even then, I can know a woman for months and never have sex with her, mm. right? Because what I'm doing is I'm because I've been in so many relationships, determining whether this person is a good partner or not. It's like, could I actually be with this person based on the purpose that I have in my life? If the purpose that I have in my life is to have these very um, uh, short, intimate love affairs, sure. Mm -hmm. But if I'm looking at relationships from the angle of I want these things to grow um, over an extended period of time, and I look at women as the most valuable, well, I think we should all look at our romantic relationships, and that's what I think. We it, de it depends. It depends the meaning you give sex. It's not because the meaning I give sex is life. Right. You know, I, I create a whole kid. Like I have a daughter. I, I've right. seen what sex, what, what you get from sex. Honestly, but is that before you had a daughter? Did you have that same meaning yeah, for sex? Yeah. You did. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I've, I've maintained the same level of integrity I've, I've had since I was like. I mean, I went through my, like a little horse phase yeah. between like seventeen and nineteen. Right. So the vast majority of women that I slept with, I was still a teenager. As an adult, as a full grown man who was like, you know, aware of the world I lived in, like there was no way. Yeah, because you know, I mean, I, I thought about all of the factors, right? Like, I mean, you, yeah, you have the the emotional toll it takes on women, and like, again, like no man who has a real sense of his masculinity uh, would just hurt women like that, or or believe women to be these material things, right? Mm -hmm. Not if you come from um, any place of like um, uh, being civilized. Like, no gentleman carries himself that way, right? Um, this Hugh Hefner perspective that everybody's been given um, uh, says as much. But the reality of it is, is you're a person dealing with people, mm. right? And as a person, I can, you know, I did this as a child. I can look at other people and I can understand that we're all going through life in our own individual ways. And as a man, I think about a woman, like, what does a woman want? A woman wants um, uh, safety, security. Um, they have a, a deeper sense of belonging than men have, right? And then what a woman wants from a man is to feel those things um, 
Generalizing so much. No, I'm not. I'm not generalizing. I think that that's pretty much true across the board. Like, and what when men do is want to provide those things, and we usually do it like we huddle within ourselves. You can look at that across the board with mammals. Period. And I would say like elephants um, and other matriarchal um, mammals speak otherwise, but for the most part, that's true for from male to female um, animals. Period. Um, tigers will kill game and bring it to a tigress in her cub, even if that's not his tigress or her cub or his cub. Right, like like across the board, like the the male. Instinct. I feel I feel your passion and the energy behind it, but I still feel you're generalizing too much. I mean, yeah, and I'll, I'll generalize for myself because I'm right. speaking for myself. Right. It's not it's not my it's not my um I, it's not my job right. to 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 speak for other people. So anything I say, I'll say. But you said you said like you were, you were talking about facts, right? Facts versus things. You know what I mean? So when okay. you, when you come from that perspective, you know what I'm saying you were generalizing. Okay, so hold on. Okay, so all right, so so let's say I'm generalizing, right? Um, so based on what I said, then give me a perspective and then, and then, no, 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 no. Then, then give me a perspective that can actually, that, 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 that can reassure me that what I'm saying isn't at least more factual than not. And I think that's where it gets hard to have these kind of conversations because I think right. when you really boil it, like when you like break it down to the center, yeah. even if there is some, but, but also, also here's the other thing though, because no, before... what I'm saying, but, but like you, you made that <laughs> No, dude. No, dude. No. 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 Dude. Dude. Actually, go through the motions. Dude. No. Telling me, like, of showing me exactly how what I said. You said. You said. You said. You said you speak from a business perspective, and, and I speak from a persuasive standpoint. But, but I'm not trying to persuade you. I'm still speaking very directly. I I, 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 I know I know, but but you're 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 putting you're setting the flame that you don't have any persuasive prowess, which you do. You're no, very I mean, persuasive, do, but, I, like I, but I right? explain what I, I explain what I feel how I feel about being persuasive. What like, what I feel about persuasion is it's important to understand how those tactics work, um, but it's very sloppy to like to make them. Um, the way you speak to people because people can like people who have any level of like education or understanding know when they're being like persuaded into a thing right so if you're dealing with intelligent people it's just um, bad communication on the flip side if you come from a place of authenticity uh, and you live in a world where you do have um, like uh, the, the like a dominance hierarchy um, if you maintain your position no matter what like that's just standing for yourself mm. like it's not a matter of trying to be persuasive just understanding how it works right if you feel as if you're being persuaded one way or the other that's more of a natural thing but as far as i can tell like right now there's uh kind of like um the the, the point where you want to engage and the point where it makes you uncomfortable and i can't understand why that would be the point the point that makes me uncomfortable is when the conversation goes from a conversation to a preaching session oh uh, that's what it is it's not talk. i know i know but that's what i'm saying like when it comes to a conversation, it has to be a back and forth. Like so for talk. me, it might uh, but that's what I'm saying. But like this, you're not letting me talk because you're like when I try to finish a thought. See, you just did it, right? You're not letting me finish the thought. You're doing it right now. I did, but it. But you, this, see, you see, you see, I'm, rec you see, I'm recording this whole conversation. But listen, listen, I'm recording. Listen, so, but you're matching my energy when, now, and that's what the fuck. You when when I send it to you, when I send it to you, I'm you're gonna you're gonna see that about eighty percent of this conversation yesterday was different. Today. It's you. You're talking eighty percent right. of time, and I'm listening. When I try to give you, but now you're listening. Now you're talking because you took that energy and you mashed it. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm. If you want to talk, just fucking talk, mm. right? Like, and then that's the thing. Like the idea, like the politeness going back and forth. That's pleasant. Mm. 
you know but mm. when you're like okay when when you're just being you just let it out mm. and like and, and people are afraid to move into argumentative territory because they think mm. it'll go there you don't but i didn't go there you I, like I, it i got excited I'm you like, like the argument it, it, yeah. it's, it's not the, the argument it's yeah. you putting out your energy right right because now you're like fuck that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's natural so you let right. go of the player shit no, so so I I I I because I've been trying to I've been trying to get it because like it did make me uncomfortable at some points, but then I said, "Fuck, okay." So I get it where you're coming from. You're coming from the point of challenging, and then the challenging like it irritates you, but it's good. Like you're saying it's good because like that's the only way you're gonna grow. So when well, conversation, yeah, you can step out of your comfort zone. Like um, uh, what my man does is like he just kind of interjects say what the fuck he wants to say. Yeah, knock his point. Nobody interrupts him. He yeah. just says what the fuck he wants to say. <laughs> Right, like you see the new Chris, he sits here and he's perfectly fucking quiet and when yeah. he says something. It's like everybody gets quiet because he's so fucking quiet. It's like oh, he's about to say something, and even if it's not profound, it's like oh, you just said some shit. Yeah. So it, it, it's a way of interacting. He doesn't engage as much as he um as much as everybody else because he doesn't want to be a part of the conversation. Mm. And when he does say something, it's always like well thought from his perspective, right? Um, what's your name again, my man? Todd. What? Ty, it's yeah. Ty, right? Yeah. So the way Ty is, is, he comes in with this hurricane fucking information like, bitch, I know this shit. It's just right? information. It's like, because you see, I come from the days when, when, when we need to go shit, people will say, okay, listen, go to the library, okay, on the uh, right hand side, that corner, you find this book, the, the you know, and we, you know, da da da. So that's where we go. We never yeah. have phones. Right. right. You know, so now information is just there. Yeah. And we don't have to, you know, uh, and I like to read. You know, and I like to write as well, uh, but I think I've read more than I've written. I've written. So I, I just blurt out the facts, yeah. because the facts, are, are, you know, is not the truth. The truth is, you know, what is this? I mean, to, to you, that's 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 a dome, and that you know, and that to her, that's a dome. That to you, that's a that's a uh, there's a cave or whatever it may be. Both are the truths. Right. The fact, the fact of the matter is half glass of water. You know, at the end of the day. It's not half full, half empty. Right. You know, so this was in the cup. Yeah. So yeah. you know, so sometimes like yesterday, this guy walks in, he's telling me about Jesus and Jesus and Jesus and Jesus. I'm like, listen, you know, I just came from Colorado Springs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I stayed with with with, uh, just came with people where we used to wake up at six thirty in the morning, seven in the morning, and we had Bible study every day in the morning, uh-huh. right? Uh, what I had to tell them was was another fact that listen, whatever it is that you're saying about this man, and he said this, he never did. It's just translation, right. because English was invented 350 years, 400 years after Jesus passed away. Mm-hmm. Even if he lived after the cross, let's say 50 years, mm-hmm. and then it's 350 years after he passed away. Right. So, and that, that means, first of all, those languages were never invented. He mm-hmm. spoke Aramaic, it was Greek and Latin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all those things, and then John goes around. You know, first of all, his mom called him. Isa, Musa, you know, like, 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 and then so many other names he had, like pet names, uh-huh. but none of those names were Jesus. During his distinct, and people couldn't pronounce the, uh, the 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 names, John went around saying, "Okay, so call him Jesus." This is after he got crucified, after he dis- 